This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, May 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Governor Tom Wolf blasted local elected officials who plan to reopen in defiance of his shutdown orders, threatening Monday to yank coronavirus aid and declaring they are choosing to desert in the face of the enemy. The normally mild-mannered governor fired back after several counties declared themselves to open rebellion against his restrictions or business and movement, saying local officials who pronounce themselves open for business will pay a steep price. To those politicians who decide to cave in to this coronavirus, they need to understand the consequences of their cowardly acts, said Wolf, threatening to withhold state and federal funding to counties that put us all at risk by operating illegally. Wolf also warned businesses that choose to follow the whims of local politicians and ignore the law by reopening in defiance of the shutdown that they risk business licenses, certificates of occupancy, and other required government approvals to operate. Wolf outlined the following consequences to counties and businesses that do not abide by the law to remain closed. Counties will not be eligible for federal stimulus discretionary funds and state receives uh, the state receives and intends to provide uh, to counties with populations of fewer than 500,000. Businesses in counties that do not abide by the law will no longer be eligible for business liability insurance and, uh, the, and the protection it provides. Restaurants that reopen for dine-in service in counties that have not been authorized to reopen will be at risk of losing their liquor license. County residents receiving unemployment compensation will be able to continue to receive benefits even if their employer reopens. Employees may choose not to return out of concern for personal safety and the safety of their co-workers. The Pennsylvania Department of Health reported Monday that there are 543 additional positive cases of COVID-19, bringing the statewide total in Pennsylvania to 57,154. The state is reporting an increase of 24 deaths, bringing that statewide total to 3,731 deaths in Pennsylvania. There are two uh, 231,704 patients who have tested negative to date. Governor Phil Murphy said on Monday that the New Jersey will soon have what he calls hard dates for the start of the reopening process. During a news conference, Murphy showed charts detailing the drop in positive cases and hospitalizations, including patients in the ICU on ventilators. Because of these downward trends, Murphy said the dates could come by the end of the week. Murphy said that he will discuss on Tuesday plans for increased testing in New Jersey and a program for contact tracing. Murphy warned that such a program will be costly. Much of the daily briefing in Trenton on Monday, however, was about federal funding. Senator Bob Menendez joined Murphy for uh, Monday's daily briefing and said hospitals received about $1.7 billion and is now proposing legislation that would give $500 billion to states and local governments. Murphy says fiscal disaster for New Jersey is weeks away without more assistance from the federal government, but through all the hardship, people in New Jersey are finding ways to celebrate. So drive-by parades have been uh, becoming increasingly popular as a way to socially distance while showing support, but on Saturday, a letter was sent out to all New Jersey schools from the New Jersey State Police and the State Attorney General saying all in-person celebrations should be canceled, including wave parades. They're discouraging parades where people gather in groups outside of their vehicles. They're not talking about the parades where you're just driving by and waving. Uh, Murphy said in-person graduation ceremonies may be possible later in the summer, but as of right now, uh, that is not possible. Also Monday, the governor reported 1,453 new positive COVID-19 cases in New Jersey, bringing that state total 
to 139,945. Another 59 deaths were reported, uh, bringing the death toll in New Jersey to 9,310. I was in two uh, car wave parades yesterday alone and i would like to propose that we do these all the time they're so efficient yes yes and is it is it better than going to a party it can be sometimes (laughs) sometimes sometimes, again in a post-pandemic world like when you're gonna go see your friend's baby Mm. if you could just drive by in a car oh that's so cute see you later wonderful Yeah, those events uh, that you can opt to do from the car. You know, um, well, they did close down in my neighborhood, Kathy. They were doing a uh, drive-by daisy chain, which was really, it was... That's the most beautiful thing in the world, man. man. They pivot. Remember Gary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Daisy chain, man. Gary can take any sex act and make it... Infinitely more disgusting. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so that was obviously uh, the wrong way to go. Well, I think so. I think what the New Jersey governor was talking about is uh, now with, uh, you know, graduation not happening, a lot of people are doing, you know, the drive by for, for the graduation, but people are like getting out of their cars now and kind of yeah, congregating in the, yep. yeah, in, in the driveway, taking pictures because they want, you know, those pictures with the graduate and things right. like that. So that's what right. they're saying uh, that you can't do right now. And, and he's saying hopefully later in the summer, uh, you know, maybe there can be some small ceremonies for these kids. Officials said 52 residents are living in hotels after losing everything in a large fire in New York, Delaware. Fire officials said 24 apartments were damaged in the village of Barrett Run Apartments in the Christiana Green subdivision. Much of the roof collapsed on a large portion of the buildings on the 1200 block of North Barrett Lane. The flames broke out at about 7 o'clock Monday evening in the complex, which is just off of South Old Baltimore Pike. Crews worked to contain the three alarm blaze with additional help being called in. Three firefighters were taken to the ER with minor injuries, according to fire officials. The state fire marshal is still working to determine the cause of the fire. I was watching this story, Kathy, and you think, okay, you're dealing with the pandemic and all the uncertainty of that, and then this on top of it. Come on. Yeah, I know. All right, let's do sports this morning. (laughs) Ball sacks are young. Major League Baseball owners have approved a proposal to start the season in early July with a second spring training to start in mid-June. They're proposing proposing playing about 82 games with no fans in team parks. The owners will propose regions, which would mean that the Phillies would only play against teams in the National League East and the American League East, and that there would be a designated hitter for all teams in both leagues. The plan needs to be approved by the Players Association, and disagreements over how the revenues would be split could prevent this plan from being implemented. According to Dr. Anthony Fauci, the possibility of an NFL season will depend on testing and the country's response to a second wave of the coronavirus in the fall. Football could be a way to spread the coronavirus. Uh, So diligent testing and how the nation uh, responds to a second wave will help determine what the 2020 NFL season looks like. In an interview with NBC Sports, Dr. Fauci said the virus will make the decision for us, but added that the NFL has time on its side. The regular season is not scheduled to begin until September 10th when the Kansas City Chiefs 
Chiefs will host the Houston Texans. Fauci said right now, there's too much infection, but I would hope that by the time you get to September, it's not going to be that way uh, that it is right now. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, It is wonderful that the sun is coming up earlier these days. It's always uh, encouraging and uh, warmer temperatures on the way this week, too. So we are very happy about that. Uh, We have a few things that are taking place today. We have uh, a couple of guests on the show. Thomas Lennon, he's great, from Reno 911. Yeah. Uh, He's been here in our studio on a couple of occasions, and uh, we had a snafu with the... We were supposed to talk to him last week, but uh, his people got back and said, dude, he loves your show. He loves coming on your show, so he wants to be on today. And he's, he's so they've got the Reno 911 reboot on Quibi. So I'm thinking, okay, now I got to sign because it, it looks really good. Yeah. So I guess that's going to be the thing that's going to make me pull the trigger on that. Yep. So uh, we'll talk to him in the nine o'clock hour, as well as comedian Mark Norman. And he's got a uh, new comedy special out called Out to Lunch. It's it's actually says on my info screen. Here's his hot new comedy spesh. Because that's what he wrote on uh, on his website. My hot new, new comedy special. His, my hot new comedy special. He, he's got a trailer for it where it's like boom Netflix. Uh, you know, and all these, like, yeah. they all said no. So I'm just going to release it on my own. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do hey. what you got to do, man. He's great. Uh, it's on his YouTube channel. So Mark will be on a little bit later this morning. And we have an announcement to make. This the first one so far of 2020. Preston and Steve, coolest teacher of the year. Yesterday, we randomly drew the school, Coltsville Area Senior High School, which I love the fact that the nickname for it is Cash, C-A-S-H. And uh, the, hey, we got a lot of responses, and we're using a, a slightly new system. It's you text the word teacher to 39333, but a slightly new system, the way that it works. And sure enough, we got an overwhelming amount of response, and we are happy to announce. Uh, oh, God damn it! <laughs> we, I do that every time. That burp is the same button on bank one as the drum roll is on bank six. So I'm. I need to get to bank six. All right. As long as we're there now. All right. But, you know. Okay. 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 So, what a special announcement this is. We are happy to say the coolest teacher of the year at Coatesville Area High School is Nicole Jordan. Miss Jordan is an English teacher, and we got a little bit of information about her. She has been uh, teaching high school English for the past 22 years. She went to Westchester University, Kathy. Uh, She got her master's at Cabrini, so she's full-on local, and she's also married to an English teacher at Coatesville. Uh, Mike Jordan. So they're, they're the uh, husband and wife English teaching team. Michael Jordan's her husband. And yeah. Cash. Uh, so we'll get some information from her a little bit later on. Hopefully uh, we recommend that she give us a call. You know, we don't have everybody's information, but uh, we leave it up to you as to whether you'd like to call in or not. So if you know Miss Jordan, Nicole Jordan, let her know that she has officially been named the coolest teacher of the year by the student body of Coatesville area senior High school. And we're going to give her the President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Okay, it's a damn good mug. It holds liquids. Now, with that, we need to draw another <laughs> school name. So, Steve, we're going to have you reach into the magic Chinese food container, which we have here. It's a little to-go container. Of all the names, actually, it's a really big one. And let's see what school we get right. next. Feeling lucky. Feeling lucky. Yes. All right. I actually... 
Well, that's Gates. One long piece of paper and Preston. This school is well known to people in Pennsylvania. It is Lower Marion High School. That's where Louis Diamond went. Here we go. All right. Lower Marion High School. It is up to you now. You have 24 hours to let us know who the coolest teacher of the year has been. This this interesting year that it has been. And still working hard. We want to know which teacher stood out to you. So it's simple. If you go to Lower Marion High School, just text the word teacher to 39333. We will send a link back to you that explains it all and is real simple. And uh, you just let us know what teacher. And uh, hopefully we'll be calling that teacher's name this time tomorrow morning. And rewarding them with the Preston Steve Cool's teacher of their coffee mug. Just a little nod that we do to all teachers. That school has special importance to me because I pass it every time I go to Zoe's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. oh nice. And, uh, <laughs> it means a lot to me. It means a lot. <laughs> all right, so these things and more are taking place. So let's take a break. Come back in just a second. And a stupid question entertainment report. That's coming up next. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jewelers is shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I got a uh, an email that I wanted to mention along with the uh, coolest teacher of the year. We had mentioned, by the way, which is Nicole Jordan uh, from Coatesville Area Senior High School. Uh, I had gotten an email from a, a kid named Jake whose mom used to take him to school every day and would listen to our show, and she still listens to our show every wow. single day. thank you. And she's very involved in the Coatesville community, so he asked specifically if we could give a shout-out to her yeah. when we named the coolest teacher of the year from Coatesville High School. So I wanted to do a shout-out, and this is for uh, this is for Jake Berna's mom. Where does it say her name? I just think it's Jake Berna's mom. <laughs> Beulah. Uh, Beulah. <laughs> Beulah Berna. No, uh, her name is Michael, and the younger brother is Chris. And where the hell does it say her name? You got to be kidding me! Uh, she could be a woman named Michael. It's a long email, and I don't have time to go through the whole thing. Um, Let so. this be a little uh, um, uh, lesson here, by the way. If you are sending a, an email and you'd like it read on the air, try to keep it as short as possible. Yes, <laughs> that, that yes. always helps a lot. Uh, and her name is Car- uh, Carrie Verna. Yeah, there it is. Carrie Verna. There you go. That wasn't audible. And uh, he said that uh, I really have the best mother out there, and I'm devastated that her gift didn't come. So I guess it was for Mother's Day. So anyhow. All right. Well, there you go. There's yes. Now we can take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. So let's do that. Kathy, what's going on this morning? We've got the Tacony Palmyra Bridge on standby for a drawbridge opening. Expect jam traffic uh, or stop traffic, actually, in both directions. Uh, on 95, you're moving along okay, both north and southbound. No problems on the Schuylkill Expressway this morning. Those uh, ramps uh, narrowed on Broad Street northbound to the Schuylkill Expressway, so the ramp to the Schuylkill West is closed to trucks because of that narrowing. And then uh, SEPTA's regional rail lines, no train service to the Penn Medicine Station. Shuttle service will operate between 30th and Penn Medicine Station. The airport line will shuttle bus from 30th Street Station to the airport. Um, and then uh, service will operate every two hours. The Media Elwin service will will be suspended until May 31st. This traffic report brought to you by ExpressPros.com. Need to manage a changing workforce? It's time to get to know Express employee professional employment professionals. Find a location near you at ExpressPros.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Quick question with that drawbridge, Preston. 
Can't they raise that now at this point? Can't they raise it up? Uh, do, do you mean uh, instead of having the part that opens and right. raises, right. you raise mean the bridge so that they don't have to do that and stop traffic? They're so it would cost a lot of money, probably. Yeah. But yeah, or, they, they could. lower Pennsylvania. You no. can lower Pennsylvania. Maybe Steve, what they that. would have to do is just build a whole new bridge. Yeah, that would be higher than the. I mean, that's essentially what they did in in Ocean City. Right, is they built a bridge. That was higher than the old drawbridge so that they could just take the old drawbridge down. So do that. So that one yeah. used to be a drawbridge case? That that big um, bridge yeah. going into Ocean City, that was a drawbridge? That used to be, yeah. And then Kath uh, also, uh, when they made that bridge so big, uh, for some reason, it's like... Uh, it's now like in the birds' flight paths. Oh, yeah. They and now all birds are dying because they're flying into cars. Yeah, mm. for a while. They if were... only the birds could fly higher. They're mm. dumb. Mm. They were flying into the bridge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, happy days. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, this is just a, a, since we're all just throwing random stuff out yeah. here, uh, this is a random text that I absolutely love. This is just in context to nothing. Right. It says, sometimes I like to pretend that Bill Weston doesn't actually hate soup. And has a Willy Wonka-type soup factory somewhere in the world. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. It's yeah. a lovely thought. That was a great That Tuesday actually comment. made me really happy. So we know for a fact he hates soup. Uh, he does. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. Not he good. despises it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to do a stupid question this morning. And it has to do with pistachios. Remember the other day I had asked what country has the biggest output of hazelnuts? Yes. I found out that was Turkey. Which blew my mind. Well, how about this will blow your mind. Uh, do me a favor and tell me what country is the largest producer of pistachios. Do you like pistachios? I love So them. do I. Um, I love pistachio love ice cream. I'm a big fan. Uh, one of my, it's yeah. in my top five easily. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Let's see if you can get uh, the correct answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. Tuesday, May 12th. It is Steve Winwood's birthday today. Uh, the man is a multi-talented individual. Wrote his first hit at 16. Yeah, he and he had that voice. He yes. had a big voice at 16 years old. He was super he, talented. He's amazing. By the way, a lot of birthdays day. Yesterday, crappy birthday day. Today, great birthday day. Uh, it is also the great Burt Bacharach's birthday today. Yes. He is 92 years old. Another genius, one of my all-time favorites. I listen to some Burt Bacharach iteration at least once a week. Nice. I love the music of Burt Bacharach. He, he is uh, phenomenal. Uh, also, Billy Squire. Wow. Oh! Billy Squire is 70 years old today. Now, if Rock he, me tonight. Yes, if you are not able to go to the gym, yeah. just mimic his dancing in that video. Yeah. And that's a total body workout, right? You it killed what, his career, didn't it? It did. And you know what's sad is, man, I liked Billy Squire. And then this song just kind of tanked it all. Because I like Loneliest at Night, yeah. Everybody Wants You, My Kind of Lover, The Stroke. All those, I loved all those songs. And then this was just kind of like Eesh. we talked to him about it, right? We had, I think we had him on, and I think we brought that up. I don't remember yeah. if we spoke to him or not. But oh, it was David Faustino. So. Uh, Billy Squire is seventy today. Uh, Samantha Math- Mathis, great actress, very adorable. Uh, pump up the volume. She's the uh, the female uh, lead in that. Uh, Little Women. She's in the American President. She pops up in all kinds of stuff. Broken Arrow too with uh, Christian Slater again. She's fifty today. Tony Hawk's birthday today. Yeah. Tony is uh, 51 years old. Steve just sent me a video of a kid who broke Tony's record of the 900. What? Yeah. The kid did a... It's unbelievable. What is it? A one... A 180. Uh, no. 
1180. 1180. 1080. 1080. Yeah, 1080. We got to do our math here. So, yeah, Tony Hawk did a 900 and held that title for a long time. This guy did a 1080. He's 11 years old. But Tony Hawk was the first one to do, I think, a 760 as well. He was just, he was breaking. I may be off on that, but uh, he's one of the greats. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that movie, Gleaming the Cube? Yes. He was one of, like, uh, Christian Slater's Slater. friends. He yeah. was the guy who drove. He was a pizza delivery guy for yeah, Pizza yeah. Hut. Yeah. He also became a multi-multi-millionaire off of the Tony Hawk video game, which we were yep. talking about, which yep. is a huge success. 51 today. Jason Biggs, uh-huh. American Pie movies. Uh, he is uh, celebrating his 42nd birthday today. I've always liked him, man. He has a series on. What? I think he has a series with his... Um, might be his wife or a woman who looks a lot like his wife, a sitcom. No yeah. kidding. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I remember right? that. I didn't know that was still around. All right. It may He's not be. 42. Uh, Stephen Baldwin, ah. the star of Biodome. <laughs> and The Usual Suspects, yeah. which is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a bit of a goofball. Bi- yeah, he has. Biodome is such a savage piece of crap. I know. But it's enjoyable for I, some reason. I agree. I agree. He's 54 today. Uh, Gabriel Byrne, great actor. Yeah. Speaking of the usual suspects with Stephen Baldwin, he's in that and uh, loads of stuff throughout the years. Uh, celebrates his 70th birthday today. Uh, Emilio Estevez, The Breakfast Club, Men at Work, Young Guns. Uh, he is 58. Charlie Sheen's brother. Yeah. Martin Sheen's son. It's wild how that family, no one has the last name. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, what well, Charlie Sheen does. And do they have any other, are there any other siblings? Charlie and Martin, that that's it. Yeah. All right. I mean, Emilio was a one-time in-studio guest of the President's Steve He show. was with, with, with Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Mm-hmm. He had directed that movie. Pretty special, actually, having yeah. both those guys in. They were very nice. And remember how they said, they, you know, you don't ask uh, Martin Sheen about uh, the West Wing. Uh, we yeah. did. And yeah. he was fine with it. Yeah. Uh, Kim Fields. Tootie! Tootie <laughs> from the Facts of Life. She's uh, a BBW. Is uh, 50. Is she really? Yeah. I think she's kind of curvy. Yeah. I didn't know she got large. Yeah. She's uh, 51 today, Kim Fields. Uh, Ving Rames celebrates his 61st birthday today. Pulp freaking fiction, dude. He's great. You know what he's really great in, though, as well? The Mission Impossible series. And you know what else? The Arby's commercial. The Arby's Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you were going to do we that. We have the meats. <laughs> he's great in those. I, I love them. There's one in particular where he gets all... <laughs> he gets really giddy in that voice, and it's just, it's hilarious. But yes, Casey, uh, I now pronounce you uh, Chuck, Chuck and Larry. And Larry. Yes. <laughs> One of the funniest scenes in a, in a movie that never, or that, a scene that never, ever fails to make me laugh, him in the shower at the <laughs> at the fire department singing I'm Every Woman yeah, yeah. is just a scream. He starts dancing around and <laughs> shaking his ass. But Stephen also, oh, that's your man. Yeah, yeah. So he comes out as gay, and and because because he thinks Adam Sandler, who's falsely said he is gay, uh-huh. and uh, and he goes, oh, you open eye, he's your man. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. And then we all love this movie line from Pulp Fiction. Okay. No, man. I'm pretty f- far from okay. Oh, he's just, he's awesome in that movie. Uh, and then the last birthday is Malin Ackerman. Yes. Uh, from Watchmen, Silk Spectre 2. And uh, she's excellent in that movie. Couples Retreat and uh, loads of other things. Uh, she's wonderful. 42 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. Uh, so what country is the largest producer of pistachios? 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. I'm going to go to Rick for the answer. Hey, Rick, good morning. 
Hey, good morning. Uh, Rick, do you know the country that is the largest producer, uh, world's largest producer of pistachios? Uh, Iran. Yeah, correct. Well, I'll be. Had no idea. Hang on, Rick. Going to get your information, and we are going to set you up with a $50 Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse gift card. Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham is open for takeout and curbside pickup. They have two menus to choose from, Nebraska and the Iron Abbey, plus a large selection of beer and wine is available for curbside pickup. The bottle shop is open, and Nebraska has added a butcher shop to go, and complete information is available at nebraza.com. Uh, every family has its up and down, ups and downs, but Demi Moore and ex-hubby Bruce Willis, his wife, Emma Hemming, and their collective five children seem to be on a high. On Mother's Day, Demi shared a shot of herself and Bruce on their wedding day in 1987, which, by the way, was officiated by Little Richard. Oh, my God, that's so cool. And he, of course, passed away over the weekend. She also shared shots of the entire blended family, writing, thankful to be with family today and every day. Uh, Tallulah, the daughter, by the way, is opening up about darker times with her mom. In a post on Mother's Day, she wrote that she sympathized with anyone who struggles to celebrate a day when it reminds them of a loss. Uh, The pair did not talk for three years after Demi's marriage to Ashton Kutcher ended in 2013. She wrote, I didn't didn't talk to my mom for almost three years. And during that shattered time, this day would uh, transport me from fragmented pieces to absolute dust. I remember uh, tearing up, driving to work upon hearing... Uh, a radio ad that cheerily recommended which which perfume mom would absolutely adore. Uh, she continued saying, I, I d- digested the entire celebratory nature of the day as an insensitive slight to my pain and my story. However, my story changed through a metamorphosis of inward self-reflection and malleability to forgive. Wow. Three years did not stretch to forever. The gratitude of that truth has never lost its potency. It's a good word. Yeah. Malleability. Malleability. <laughs> uh, so she turned it around. Her mom yeah. turned it around. And that's uh, that's a wonderful thing. There's always get. hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you're not Demi Moore, there's no hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, that's right. Uh, Kristen Cavallari. Yeah, back to that story. And Jake Cutler, their split uh, seems... Just cuts my soul. ...to get messier every day. On Mother's Day, Cutler, his Instagram account, wished her a happy Mother's Day. It said, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. These three little ones picked a good one. Now, the pair share three kids, but fans piled on saying that Cavallari actually runs his Instagram account. Okay. It says, guys, she runs his Instagram, and congratulations on wishing yourself a happy Mother's Day, I guess. Have we confirmed oh, really? that she no, wished herself? That's the question. Uh, nobody really knows if she does, but as of 2018, she did, according to USA Today. She said at the time on Instagram stories, I think there needs to be a little clarification on Jay's Instagram. It's not him running it. It's me. Huh. It's what Jay would have. It, it's it's mm. what Jay would have if he had Instagram, she said. I can't so. imagine now. Though, no, I can't. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that's and still the name it, of his account. It's it's still called if Jay had an Instagram account. Oh, is it? really? Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I so mean, she, it doesn't. She, she might. It doesn't. I don't think reflect poorly on her. I mean, she's actually trying to make him look good. Make by him saying, look good. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Or unless uh, she wants to set a trap for him <laughs> because everyone <laughs> knows. Because she also says, what a great lover Kristen was. Mm-hmm. I lay awake at night Jesus. yearning for that incredible sex that she provided me. There's so many layers to those two. I know. They're like an onion. They a big, are. smelly onion. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, uh, Billy. I can't wait for the new season. Billie <laughs> Eilish, the uh, the singer, yeah. uh, and her family have been granted a restraining order against a 24 year old man named Pernell Rousseau. Oh boy! Uh, the man reportedly visited her house and attempted to gain entry seven times in the past week, starting on May 4th. Uh, he Eight was, times the charm. He was taken into custody <laughs> twice. Look, I'm wearing baggy clothes just like you. Uh, Eilish obtained the order on Monday with Rousseau. Rousseau. Uh, forbidden from coming within 200 yards of Eilish or her family. All right. Uh, Rousseau allegedly tried to gain access to their home, rang the doorbell, spoke to Eilish's father and security guards, and even took a nap by an outer wall. Uh, He also did not practice coronavirus-appropriate physical distancing. Can't do that. uh, Nor did he wear protective gear properly while speaking to staff. So when your stalker's not doing it, not practicing social distancing. Come on, man. (laughs) Even I, six feet, man, where's your mask? Get real. Show some care. Uh, uh, do you have to do that occasionally? Get, like, go, go around the perimeter of your house and, oh, and yeah, remove yeah. all the sleeping fans? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't do it every day, I but, mean, you know. <laughs> it's like a big basket. Shopping cart. She wears all those baggy clothes, and then I just saw on social media yesterday... I, <laughs> I don't think you guys were aware of her big naturals because of her. I was. You were? Yes. I right, so you it knew. It was a big thing about um, about uh, <laughs> eight months ago. That she, there was a shot of her in a tight shirt. Yeah. And I, I think she's uh, she's probably self-conscious about that, and that's why she wears the baggy clothes, right? That's, that's a shame. That's a her shame. big naturals. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Eilish. Maybe she needs a second restraining order. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for, for Casey Boy. I'm pretty far away. Eilish said in her request to the judge while we waited for security, Mr. Rousseau remained on our porch, sat down, and began to read a book. It's the great Gatsby. It never fails to make me cry. While also continuing to engage in a periodic monologue. Uh, my father repeatedly asked... I just learned from Las Vegas. Boy, <laughs> my arm's tired. He's doing a comedy monologue <laughs> on her front porch. But seriously. Uh, yeah. My father repeatedly asked. It was so hot in Los Angeles today. How, How hot was it? I saw an iguana and she was trying to buy an air conditioner. <laughs> hey, come on. Maybe the crowd likes more like dad jokes yeah, I, than yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. do, Casey. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Like big natural. Well, excuse me? Big naturals. <laughs> she said, my father repeatedly asked him to leave, but he refused. A follow-up hearing regarding the matter is scheduled for June 1st. You know, that, that whole thing of dealing with somebody, celebrities at that level, like uh, Taylor Swift has had to deal with, a, a, like... Oh yeah, people who just won't stop. Yeah, who who obviously they have a mental problem. Yeah, and listen, every, you know, every every now and then it goes bad. Go, it goes, goes really yeah. bad. People, yeah, well, people have been killed. Remember that bad. first case? The girl that was on that show, um, my, my sister, sister Sam. Sam. Yeah, she was like knifed to death with that a screen was, door, and that was before there were restraining orders. Right, and part of that was uh, the catalyst to to, to have get that legislation yeah. to uh, to at least. Because they were saying, look, this guy's not doing anything wrong. He hasn't broken any laws. Just coming up and knocking on your door all the right. time. He's not breaking It's not enough. Law. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, he killed her. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, moving on. Elizabeth. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I call her Liz. <laughs> Lizzie. Uh, <laughs> too- <laughs> What's up, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> 
the latest drum video, Mint. Oh, I got a new one coming out today, okay. by the way. So, uh, Queen Elizabeth II is in self isolation over at Windsor Castle, and some say that she may never return to public life. Uh, royal biographer Andrew Morton tells the Sun, "It's terribly sad, but I can't see how the Queen can resume her usual job. The COVID nineteen virus." isn't going away soon and will be with us for months, if not years. And it would be far too risky for the queen to start meeting people on a regular basis. So he says that she has said that she's hoping to be uh, make some sort of public appearance by the the winter fall. Right? Okay. So, but I don't know. I mean, she, I think she has a lot of pluck. She right now she's I know she's training for a bodybuilding competition. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's... speaking of that, mm-hmm. fashion designer Vera Wang sent social media into frenzy with her ageless looks after yeah. sharing a series of stunning photos of herself showing off her abs in a sports bra. She is 70 years old. Preston, you <laughs> saw the pictures. Kathy, have you seen them? No. I'm she looks now. unbelievable. Now, her body specifically, her face, she's wearing these gigantic sunglasses, yeah. Kathy, so you can't quite tell. And, and the photos, I think, are just right because it makes her... I, I saw some pictures of her from earlier this year yeah, uh, where she clearly has, you know, lines on her yeah, face yeah. as a 70-year-old woman. Sure, yeah. She, she is aging naturally from what I understand, but, or, but anyhow... Physique-wise. Unbelievable for 70 years old. Uh, and the photos, <laughs> which were... Have you seen them, Kath? Wait, what is she wearing? She's, She's wor- wearing like a, a, sports. Like a sports bra. Sports yeah. Top and, and really... Yeah. yeah. And really that's sh- her? That's yes. her. She's and seven really short denim shorts. She looks like a kid. Yeah. In the photos which were shot at her home in Miami where she's currently quarantining, the bridal brand founder can be seen posing up a storm in a bright orange sports bra and tiny denim shorts. But it wasn't her ensemble that sparked the feverish excitement online. Rather, her incredibly youthful appearance with one Twitter user asking whether Vera has been drinking unicorn blood. <laughs> uh, the official Vera Wang Twitter account even joined in on the fun, replying to one Twitter user who questioned whether the designer is actually 70 to say fact check truth. Uh, the pictures are part of a series of at-home photo shoots that she has been uh, posing with her long brown hair around her shoulders while a pair of large aviator sunglasses shield her eyes from the bright Miami sun. She Jeez. is, though, in every single picture, like, looking away yeah. from the camera. So yeah, well, she's not... getting her best angles. I don't show her Regardless, face. her fuselage is just massively impressive. I mean, to be at that age and to have... Your, your loose skin is a natural thing that's going to occur. She's got... She's rocking abs. She, I mean, she literally looks like a kid. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, to answer a text message, no, she does not have big naturals. <laughs> not at all. Uh, she has very small naturals. No, Billie Eilish has big naturals. On Monday, uh, the date of the canceled Met Gala, the fashion, which was May 4th, last Monday, uh, she had shared images of herself in a bright orange ball gown with a slit to the waist, mm. allowing her to show off her long, lovely legs. Look at my legs. Uh, Vera <laughs> paired the dress with a matching orange face mask mask and a pair of sky-high black ankle boots, as well as some black booty shorts, which she wore under the flowing dress design. Yeah, she's in great shape. She, she's the one who designed the uh, Eagles, Eagles cheerleaders. cheerleaders costume, yes. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, she has a, a kinship to the city. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, this is terrible. This is horrible. Ink Master star Daniel Silva has been arrested for murder mm-hmm. in relation to the death of YouTuber Corey LaBerry on Sunday. You know this case? 
Yeah, we were actually talking about it last night at dinner um, because, you know, my kids watch a lot of YouTube stuff. And, they and they're talking, familiar with this guy? Uh, well, they're familiar with the YouTuber, not necessarily the uh, the Ink Master guy. But, huh. uh, you know, we were talking about it, and it's like, yeah, you murdered somebody. You got to go to jail. According to the L.A. Police Department, a 2020 McLaren 600 LT was traveling at a high rate of speed when the driver lost control. He then he ran off the road, collided with a stop sign and a tree. The driver of the McLaren, this is according to the uh, press release, uh, the driver of the McLaren exited the vehicle and attempted to leave the scene, but was stopped by citizens who came to render aid. No other vehicles were involved in the collision. A fire department responded to the scene of the crash, and both the driver and passenger were transported to a local hospital. Police state that the passenger, a 25-year-old male, uh, succumbed to his injuries at the hospital. It is alleged that Silva was the driver of the vehicle, while LaBerry is believed to be the passenger. Uh, Silva is being held on $200,000 bond. So I don't understand why the murder charge. Wouldn't that be like vehicular homicide? Yeah, or what? Um, yeah, or negligent and, and homicide. And also leaving the scene. But, yeah. But I, I don't know about murder. I'd, I'd need to understand the clarification All right. on that. Well, there's different degrees of murder, right? So if you're the one operating a vehicle that uh, in, uh, in an inebriated state, um, it I think then goes beyond manslaughter. I always thought murder had to have intent. Uh, you know what I mean? But right, right. not a lawyer. I have no idea. Manslaughter right. was out of negligence. Right. But I, I, I call Casey Law. Like, we're yeah. kind of like lawyers. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been like doing radio for between all, We're well represented with medical degrees and yeah. Yeah. law yeah. degrees. Yeah. 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 Uh, the accident, which occurred Sunday, uh, was also Labrere's uh, 25th birthday. <laughs> what a waste. Uh, his brother, Jared Labrere, uh, shared the news in a message uh, posted to Instagram. Yeah. I, think, I think there's an issue here, Preston, that when you have a McLaren... You want to drive it like a McLaren? Uh, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you don't want to drive it like a McLaren on the track. You want to right. drive it on the highway like yeah. that. So, yeah, that's the tough part about having a uh, high-performance car. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Murphy assembled a crew of American Horror Story regulars on Zoom to announce a spinoff of the mega-popular mega franchise. Uh, details are scant, but it will reportedly air on FX. Murphy's caption reads, American Horror Story cast Zoom call where we reminisced about the good times, the spinoff we're doing called American Horror Stories, uh, one-hour contained episodes, uh, when we, excuse me, we'll start filming the next season of The Mothership and other stuff I cannot print. It was so, so much fun, and I'm glad we caught up. I miss everyone. So one-hour contained episodes. Yeah, you know, interesting. I, I, if you get a chance, uh, I really loved, and it might be something you want to check out, Preston, and, and keep in mind that it, it's it's totally meant to be exaggerated, crazily exaggerated, but American Horror Story 1984, which is an homage to Friday the 13th, Halloween, mm -hmm. all of those 80s horror movies that we love, and they do a great job. And they do it with the tongue firmly in the cheek, and it's okay. a lot of fun. I might be I might be more inclined to watch a one-hour contained yeah. uh, program. Right. Uh, a la Twilight Zone or Black sure. Mirror or yeah. something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, as opposed to getting on board with another show. I, re I really do miss the, the one... Here, here's the whole thing right here for you. So you can see they're they're, they're showing scenes from it up on the uh, the screen here in the studio, and it's everything's meant to uh, to capture that flair, that that feeling of the '80s. And oh, I they, love it. Yeah, that's I loved it. It was really a lot of fun. Hey, you want to play some clips from the um, uh, Back to the Future reunion? This is so cool. Yeah. So Josh Gad uh, gathered uh, a major portion of Back to the uh, Back to the Future <laughs> online, as he did with the Zoom Goonies. Thing. Yeah. So yeah. He, he he and he's he's basically indulging his fandom for charity and everyone agrees to do it because it is for charity and uh it was so cool 
Uh, so let's play a uh, a couple of clips here. So he ended up getting. Uh, he got he got uh, everyone. He, did he get Tom Wilson though? You know what? He got Robert Zemeckis. He got Huey Lewis. He yeah. got. I didn't see him though. He, he got uh, Christopher Lloyd. He got obviously Michael J. Fox and and Leah Thompson. Yeah, yeah. And I I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched. Uh, I, I went to the end to look to see who all was there, and I was hoping they'd have you know Biff, Tom Wilson, right? Yeah, awesome, but right. I, I don't know. I'll have to. I, I do want to go back and watch the whole thing. So here is uh, here's Josh uh, getting Marty. Here we go. I cannot believe I'm about to say these words. Please welcome Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, Marty McFly, and Doc. Brown. What is it about the relationship between Marty McFly and Doc Brown that seems to connect with so many people? He feels accepted with the, with the Doc, and and uh, it's just a friendship. Doc's a mentor, I think. Marty is intrigued by the weird stuff I do. I was always curious about that. I wonder how they they got to know each other in the first place. Yeah. Because, you know, I have had too many legitimate discussions about Back to the Future and the sequels. I posit that perhaps the future dictated the past. That uh, Marty McFly and Doc are friends because Marty went back to the 1955. So, therefore... Uh, Doc Brown then sought out Marty in you know the eighties, so that I know I it's know. a paradox. You it's can't a, you can't paradox. do that, right? Yeah. Okay. Next clip. Here we go. This is uh, Marty and Doc recreating a scene. Which scene is it? Uh, you'll, you'll recognize. Okay. It. All right. Here we go. This is more serious than I thought. Apparently, your mother is amorously infatuated with you instead of your father. Well, wait a minute, Doc. Are you trying to tell me that my mother has the hots for me? Precisely. Well, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there some problem with the Earth's gravitational pull or something? Oh, that's great. That's excellent. And Michael J. Fox, um, you know, obviously has got the the Parkinson's. It seems to be handled to some level. I think, Kathy, we had talked about, uh, you know, his, when you see him, he's, he's, he's handling it well. But he has that same boyish thing that yep. he, I think he'll have for all of his Ever. life. Yep, I agree. Yep. Uh, all right, so who were the two guys at the bottom of this thing that were, lo- are, are those the Zemeckis and who was the other one? The writer. Okay. I forgot who it was. Because right, for a second I thought that was Tom Wilson. but uh, No, I, 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 yeah, Casey, it looks yeah. a little bit like him. Um, no, but, uh, <laughs> and, and then they, they talked to uh, Huey Lewis Preston about um, wanting him to be a part of the uh, movie and score. We had a meeting, and they said we'd written this film, and this character, Marty McFly's favorite band, would be Huey Lewis in the News. And how would we like to write a write a song for the for the film? And I said I was flattered, but didn't never had really written for film before, and didn't know really what that meant. And I didn't fancy writing a song called Back to the Future. And they said, No, no, we, you can call it whatever you want. So I said, Well, the next thing we write, we'll just uh, we'll send down. And and it was Power of Love. Nice. There nice. are just so many subtleties in that movie that I love, and you could do the clicking sound effects, Steve, okay. if you want. But in the beginning of the movie, when Power of Love is playing, and Marty discovers that he's late for school, and he a- ends up leaving, yeah. he's in Doc's garage, which was the actual garage of Doc Brown's house in 1955 that eventually burned down, which then that garage ends up being on what I think they called JFK Boulevard behind a, uh, a Burger King. I must have watched that movie ten times before I ever realized that that garage 
was Doc Brown's garage from 1955. Okay. All right. Yeah, they, they, there's a attention to detail in that movie that's, well, uh, that that you got to you got to watch and, and try and find. That's it's because fun. the trilogy was always planned out. Yeah. So they always oh, knew that they, yeah, yeah, that's my understanding. Okay. So when it he left be wrong. When he left 1985, he left I believe Twin Pines Mall and when he came back to 1985 it was Lone Pines Mall, right? Yeah, because they had um they, he had the 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 time machine, yes. the DeLorean had run over one of the pine trees. I love it. You hit my pine. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, little touches like that were yeah. were all over that script. So it's cool that they got back together. I love it. All right, uh a couple other quick things. Diddies. Um, Dakota and L Fanning have been in the biz since they were itty bitty. Uh, but they rarely share a screen, and that's changing as they take on the roles of sisters Vianne and Isabel in a film adaptation of Kristen uh, Hanna's bestseller Nightingale. Not uh, familiar. And L tells E.T., your sister knows you more than anyone. Uh, she can sniff anything out of you. She, she can push your buttons more than anybody. It's like the dynamic, that dynamic is so special and unique, your family more than anybody. Uh, that's the closest. She is my closest person. The book really huh? explores that. Uh, they're a bit misunderstood more in the book, but we still have that foundation uh, that we won't have to work hard for, and that'll be there, she says. Uh, Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning, I think you would never peg them as sisters. Yeah, I agree. There's no, no, there's no, nothing. There's no facial features that match. Uh, she's, uh, Elle Fanning is tall. Uh, not that Dakota Fanning, she, she's cute, but they're just like... Two different bloodlines to me. Yep. Yep. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, Fox's 2020 and 21 is going to look a little bit different than it did last season. It's going to keep many of its biggest draws on pause until midseason, aside from The Masked Singer and MasterChef Junior. Thank God. Uh, L.A.'s Finest, starring Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba, slated for NBC and aired on Spectrum, will now land on Fox. The Simpsons, Bless the Hearts, Bob's Burgers, and uh, Family Guy will return in the fall. What about uh, Duncanville? Uh, look for, yeah, Duncanville and 911 Lone Star, Hell's Kitchen, new comedy Call Me Cat, starring uh, Mayim Bialik. Uh, with Bialik and Jim Parsons, executive producing an animated comedies, The Great North and Housebroken at mid-season. I'll tell Fox. you this, that Duncanville is much better than Bless the Hearts. I, I haven't seen I Bless think, the Hearts okay. yet. I've seen Duncanville. I did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. it's it, to me, that's a better fit. I think that fits into that animation domina- domination that uh, Fox does on Sunday night. Okay. Uh, we're ready for clips, I think. Mystery clips. Oh, wow. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. 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 Mystery right. clips. No, don't. Don't bring them in here. Don't bring them in. Once you hear the words, mystery clips, it's too late. Yep, and now we're playing. Everyone playing, and Kathy and Nick. I'll keep my eye out for all you guys, because I know what the clips are. Okay, all right, here we go. Here's the first clip. Raise your hand if you know who it is. Tom Miller came along and said, you're very good. I'm a producer. We'll be great. And so he and Michael Eisner wanted to do this show of nostalgia, because we all realized that if you got... A nostalgic show on the air, the reruns wouldn't look bad. Everybody was coming on with these reruns, and they looked silly, a lot of them. It was, the, it was outdated clothing. Everything looked silly. All right, Steve. Gary Marshall. That's who it sounds like, but yeah. he's dead. He's dead. But they reinvigorated him. They brought him back. to. Actually, they're doing a, a tribute to Gary Marshall on ABC. I will let you know. It's the happy uh, days of Gary Marshall. Yeah. ABC pays tribute to the legendary Hollywood producer. And in this clip, Gary talks about Happy Day success. The Happy Days of Gary Marshall will air tonight 
at 8 p.m. on ABC. Watch yes. That's awesome. Heat, man. What a nice guy. We had him in the studio. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next mystery clip. Let's see if we know. Here we go. We only would know per episode. Get to, like, the next episode and we're like, so what happens? Yeah, so um, surprises. The other things I knew, I knew a know, lot of but, things. But not. I kept bugging Liz Feldman for all the answers and she, she would tell me. I think. I think our hardest job, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, was finding what the, what the tone was. All right, Kathy had her hand up, Kathy. It's Christina Applegate, and I don't know the, the other actress's name, but they're uh, oh. the new season of Dead to Me. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, She's Lisa, so cute. Linda, Linda. Cardellini. Linda Fordle Tony? No. Cardellini. Okay. Yeah, so Dead to Me. I need to finish watching that first season. I did like the wor- the first couple episodes, and we just fell out of it. But Yeah, it's good, and the, okay. the second season is out now, right, Case? Yes. Uh, I haven't finished the first season either. But uh, Dead to Me is now streaming on Netflix. Mm. All right. All right. All right. right, right. And there you go. That's your entertainment report for the day. Uh, We chose a new school at random for the voting yesterday. School, uh, Coatesville Area Senior High School, has uh, chosen Nicole Jordan, an English teacher, as the coolest teacher of the year. So we congratulate her. Imagine how exciting her world is going to be now that she's won. And then tomorrow, imagine the excitement of the teacher at Lower Marion High School that may be celebrating the same (sighs) thing. Uh, it's up for you, it's, uh, for your voting, by the way, a student body of Lower Marion High School to tell us who you think the coolest teacher of the year has been. And all you have to do, it's different this year, just text the word teacher to 39333 and we send you a voting link. That's it. So you have until tomorrow to do that. Get on at Lower Marion High School. And once again, congratulations to Nicole Jordan of Coatesville Area High School. We're going to take a break. We've got uh, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911 coming on. Uh, comedian Mark Norman will be joining us and more. Stay put. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. There was a story you had in the news, Kath, about uh, the, uh, the 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 wave, the drive-by wave uh, thingies. Oh, yeah. And that was, uh, was that in New Jersey? Yeah, so in New Jersey, they're asking, they don't mind, like, the birthday drive-by where you're honking, you're yeah. waving, but um, some of the graduation, I think, ceremonies that families are doing on their own, uh, some of those are having people get out of their cars and kind of congregate in, like, a driveway or, you know, on the sidewalk. Or yeah, they're like just asking, asking for groups of people not to gather like yeah. that. I did see some people that were texting over, like, we can't drive by and wave now? What's this all about? No, no they you got to sp- listen to what's being said here. Yeah, and they specifically said that the drive-by ones they think uh you know is a nice way to yeah. honor somebody and they're okay with it i did two yesterday two of them yesterday alone two birthdays <laughs> uh so we did that and then a couple weeks ago we actually did a funeral Ooh. oh my gosh a funeral drive-by we did we did it was wow. a <clears throat> my friends uh my my son's friends um essentially uh the father's uh brother Okay. had passed away, and wow. it was due to COVID uh, complications. And so they couldn't have a ceremony. So yeah. we did a uh, we did a, a big drive-by, motorcycles, trucks, all kinds of stuff, and, and the family really appreciated it. So that was a bit of a somber occasion, but, you know, as opposed to the birthdays we did yesterday, horns honking, waving, yeah. everybody's hanging out the windows with signs, signs and stuff like that. Yeah. My friend... <laughs> My friend is a detective, so he brought his undercover car that had sirens and lights. Oh, that's what cool. if you get confused about which one you have what day, and oh. you show up at the funeral? Woo-hoo! I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you need to be aware of the what event you're going to. So, uh, so 
Yeah, that's it's uh, that's that's the the opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we did two of these, um, and they I guess they're becoming a, a little bit of a thing in my neighborhood. But we did a bike drive by. So uh, it was neighborhood kids. You know, it was their birthday. So instead of you know, getting in your car and driving a few houses down, uh, all of the neighborhood, uh, you know, there were other people in cars, but everybody who lived in the neighborhood, we got on bikes and we drove by on the bikes. Okay. So, so if you, so here's the deal, I think. So if you have one of these passing by and you go out into your driveway and you still, your neighbor's in their driveway and you're calling a car, oh, yeah. that's fine. Totally. They just don't. It's they, a six foot rule. They man. just think, yeah, just don't cluster yeah. up and have a party. That's yeah. what they're trying to, to avoid, and that, which would be the smart thing to do. I think most people don't want to do that anyway, yeah. but. So the bike thing is the new thing, Kathy? I don't know. Just, I mean, in my neighborhood it is. <laughs> I mean, if you, <laughs> you don't have to really go out of the way, but, you know, sometimes people are coming from out of town. So, listen, if you want to do a bike thing and you live, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 miles away. We're I guess... talking a hog or a regular bike? Well, no, Case, it's not, it wasn't like, they didn't say, hey, we're doing a bike drive-by. It was, hey, it's their birthday, we're doing this drive-by. We just didn't find it necessary to get in the car and, right. Right. and drive by. Which but makes it nice. Houses down. Which makes it nice, Kath, anyway, because it's kind of like a parade. You have a variety exactly. of things. It's right. not all tractors. So we were, you know, yeah, we, it's so all the bikes were at the... And somebody's riding <laughs> on a little riding lawnmower. And, you That's, know, yeah. You know, it's funny because years ago, I was in Compton. And they, I guess someone was having a graduation because... There were cars driving down and shooting guns and no, everything. That was, that was a drive-by shooting. Oh. Yeah, it was oh. different. <laughs> Although yesterday, at one of the birthdays we went to, yeah. there was a guy on a riding lawnmower in a bunny suit. <laughs> okay. Yes. That was part of it. If you awesome. can't, if you can't have fun and oh. do stuff like this... With all that's being asked, you know, yeah. which is a lot, and do some, go, go a little crazy. Okay. Um, so, I think honestly, yeah, my take on this, and I, without seeming insensitive, there are things that I think the drive-by observance should be an option. When even when the pandemic is over <laughs> and we get back to regular, right, Kathy? Yeah, right. You can For just example, drive by and say hi. What about a, like a baby shower? <laughs> Right? <laughs> or, oh, my shower. God. That's perfect. A, a you just throw the gifts out the hey! window in your car. Woo! Oh, my God. Wait, one of the drive-bys I did, people were throwing flowers out the, uh. out the car at the woman. But d- does that make sense? I mean, there's so many things that you get dragged to, like a Jack and Jill. I know. Preston. Yeah, this- this what if you nice. drop the 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 wife off or the girlfriend, and then you just drive around yelling out the window? I love it. The one I did yesterday, uh, they kind of stepped it up. Like all the others, you know, had like the cars and the signs and you know whatever. Some people on bikes, but yesterday it was uh, she turned four. My neighbor's uh, daughter turned four, and they had five fire trucks. Oh, that's awesome! That, st- that Dude, led the parade. I mean, so yeah. is this now becoming the uh, the social pecking order thing? What kind of vehicles you can you can get to? Well, Drive by, yeah, the, the kid, right. The kid loved loves fire trucks, and so fire uh, trucks. We have a firehouse right down the street. You know, I think that they know some of the people that that work there. So yeah, so it was five fire trucks. That's well, one of cool. I mentioned this a while back. One of our, our big time uh, cardboard classic participants, uh, Bob. Uh, he was going around oh, and, yeah. and doing a variety of birthday parties for people he doesn't even know. Yeah. And he was getting a crew together and he was wearing like, you know, I, th- I think he had almost like a, uh, if, if I recall, like a swoop outfit or something yeah, like, like that. Animal just, from, uh, that. Yeah, like Animal from the Muppets. He had some outrageous mm-hmm. outfit. That's really nice to do. That is cool. And you also, it's, I'm sure it's a break for him, too, to yeah. get out and, and to see people and, and all of that stuff. So, 
the graduation thing is is um, is uh, very yeah. cool. So my what what I found out is what's is happening with you guys, Souderton Area High School. I heard now this is I'm going to get some of this wrong, so I apologize. My wife told me and I was only half listening, um, but she was complaining about that. I never listened or something. I, like I think they're going to have three separate stages set up. This is for the ceremony. This is right. not for a graduation party. Uh, so the ceremony, I think they're going to have like three separate stages set up. And uh, you'll have a time frame where you and the family can drive by in the car. And I think the student will actually get out and get to walk up and go and receive the uh, um, the, the, the diploma. And the diploma robot will hand it over? Yes, the yeah. diploma robot hands it over. And actually, I think it fires it from a, uh, a launcher. <laughs> well, that um, Julie Jerkoff. Yeah. <laughs> Julie Jerkoff. Yeah. Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me. Red alert! Red alert! Julie uh, Jerkoff. Something along those lines, I think, was uh, is the tentative plan that they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, that's so. that's cool. Listen, there's no two ways about it. They're they're being this is a a, a a lousy luck of the draw. Yeah. Hopefully, when things get corrected, they'll be able to do a more formal thing down the road and, and, and get the real thing for whoever it matters to. And I think it probably, in many cases, matters more to the parents. Yeah. But it, that's something. But at least to be able to do something is nice. Right. So my uh, my two nephews are actually graduating from uh, the prep, and they. my sister was just telling me that um, she had already moved the graduation party back. Like, the graduation party back was supposed to be, like, last week or two right. weeks ago or whatever. Um, and then it got moved back to June, and now she's like, I, I, like, even if I, I can't have it, even if the, everything's been lifted, like, nobody's gonna want to come. So she just canceled everything. My brother followed suit; they canceled everything. So she was trying to um, coordinate some sort of a drive-by. Okay, you know, I was walking uh, past Villanova's campus this past weekend, and uh, I don't know when Villanova's graduation was scheduled. It, it might have been this past weekend. I'm not sure, but um, there were people, students, walking around campus in caps and gowns, um, having photos taken. So they were celebrating on some level with um, just like family members. They were small groups. Um, some version of a graduation this past weekend. Hey, here's a here's a. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, a, a couple of texts that I'm reading. Here's a suggestion for those who are doing this. This uh, this text says, please keep those things to the side of the road. I'm a driver for a living, and if you get stuck in one of those, it's impossible to get by. So for that's like good. Del- yeah, for that's delivery good. people. So yeah. good yeah. warning or good suggestion that you be aware of traffic behind you. Uh, here's a good one. It says, uh, Hey, Gadzooks, my wife. Uh, my wife, kids, and I went to one yesterday for an eight-year-old, and all he wanted was to have water balloons thrown at him. <laughs> and everyone would drive by and throw water balloons at each other. That's it great. was a blast. That's awesome. There was a, I saw my wife was telling me about so a cute. like a mommy blogger who was complaining about all of these, Steve, because. Uh, she was putting her kids down for for naps, and all the horn honking was waking up her kids. <laughs> oh my yeah. Case, yeah. There, there was one uh, right a few houses down from me. This was a couple of weeks ago. Now I, I thought it was cute, but if there was a baby in the neighborhood, they didn't sleep from like <laughs> five a.m. It started when when I got down here to do the show with you guys. I heard the honking, and it went. Oh, so sorry. In fr- in the front lawn, it, it said, um, you know, it's so-and-so's birthday. Please honk. Oh. Yeah. So it went all day. I mean, oh, it, it was on. 11 o'clock at night, and I was still hearing honks. I'm like, take the sign down. I almost <laughs> bought a sign the other day that I saw that said uh, it was, you know, it's Mother's Day. Please honk uh, and put it in the front yard. And I'm like, mm, no. No. Probably not a good idea. What if mother wants to nap? Please flash. Yeah, there you go. That's a different story. 
Uh, here is another text that says, yeah, we, we have a fire truck parade in our neighborhood at least once a day. Yeah. <laughs> so for birthdays and stuff like that, yeah, I think that's that that is a cool way to to break up the monotony. As far as the the graduation thing goes, uh, I think you're probably looking again, Preston. There's sort of now the onus is on you if you're throwing the graduation drive by to get the coolest vehicles possible. Yeah, yeah, I would think so if you can, you know, find somebody who's hey, got a Prius. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. How about one of those things that has uh, the the one rear wheel? Uh, oh, you know, the, I love those. those. Really wild, almost look like uh, the Batmobile type of things. Yeah, those are cool. Oh, That'd oh. be pretty cool. Yeah, what are those things called? Like Sling- slingshots or something? Something like that. Yeah, there's a whole there's a there's a group like a club that is in this area. I see them going down Main of Street. Of those things. Of those things, and I see them going down Main Street, Maniunk fairly often. Now they're they're open, right? They're, they're open, they're completely open. So you got to have to have nicer weather. So there's the wheel in the back. Yeah, they're. I think they're pretty cool looking. Um, I think slingshot, go, slingshot. That's it. That's what it's called. What did you say? I said slingshot. They did nice. All right. Chris, I forget. Do you is is Carter graduating? No, he's he, a junior. He's a junior. Okay. Because yep. um, because it seems like well you know graduation is a big deal and and most schools are not able to have it. Um, but I was having a conversation last night and we were wondering like the, these, because a lot of schools I think are, are setting up the stage where, you know, you get a certain time where you come by and right. you know they're trying you to drive your car distance. up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do the kids care or is it, or is what, this still for the, is this, what do you think? I think it depends on the kid. I mean, you know, I like, I, if, if I, I probably would have been okay with that when I went to high school, yeah. even though I had tons of friends because we were going to go to parties and things like that, but that's right. not going to happen what, this year. That right. was the money shot. The um, money shot was the, the party and the stuff afterwards. I yeah. remember how important it was to my parents to see me get up and do the thing uh, and get, you know, receive my diploma. And it was a level of excitement. You know, you, you'd done the work. You wanted to get that, that deal, but it didn't need to be 51 hours long. Right. Which it is, yes. So my daughter is graduating eighth grade this year, which, you know, on the grand scale, it's, uh, you know, it's two clicks behind college, yeah. I guess. So, but... I mean, it's a big deal, and I was just thinking uh, during this conversation, we have done so much fundraising because of class trips, dances, graduation ceremony, and all that money is not being spent. They should kegger. Well, not a kegger, but I think, and I, I would imagine all of the high schools and stuff like that. They they've been all doing this. Like they're going to be saving a ton of money on not having any of these ceremonies. What does happen? That money, it, all that well, money that's accrued. Something should happen. I mean, right. they should get like a. Kick-ass gift, I like think. Like slingshots for everyone. Yeah, right. Slingshots all around. Right. Uh, Kathy, I want to clarify one more time because people coming in. You can do drive-by birthday parties in New Jersey, right? Yes. They, they're actually saying that they're, they're happy that people are able to celebrate. Mm-hmm. What they don't want is for the there, – there are these drive-bys where people are stopping their car, yeah. getting out like a graduation because they're trying to take pictures of the graduate and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're kind of you know forming a little group in the driveway or sidewalk. That's what they don't so want. So these texts coming in saying New Jersey has banned birthday parades is not accurate, correct? Uh, not from the yeah, report do, do, that I read. Do a check on that. Yeah, um, no, it's not. Uh, let's see here. Let me go. Can you do, can you do a, a birthday parade in a jug handle, Preston? Uh, it just yeah. You <laughs> yeah, just yeah. You drive around hey! for an hour. Hey, <laughs> hey. Let me go. Let me go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Uh, not much. Uh, was in one of those last night. Actually, uh, my boss's son, a seventeen-year-old, he had his last run of chemo treatments last week, and we did a. Prayed for him. There was over a hundred cars involved. Awesome. Wow. Oils mascot. That's excellent. Hey, 
Wreckers. It was all sorts of. Uh, I think there was like five or six fire companies there. It was great. Chris, wow. you know what should happen is that people, if people know that these things are coming up, just put it on Facebook, and I can see yeah. if people just randomly want to come by and celebrate. Well, I think some people are doing that type yeah, yeah. of thing, and so you yeah, know, his, go ahead. Yeah, his, his brother actually. All he did was talk to one of the fire companies, and it just exploded. There was so many people there. I love it. I love it. That's great, Chris. Thanks a lot, Kathy. Um, no so I. Here, so I have I have the information from uh, the governor of New Jersey. So, uh, sorry. Okay, so <laughs> so um, on Saturday, a letter was sent to all New Jersey schools from uh, the New Jersey State Police and the State Attorney General, saying all in-person celebrations should be canceled, including wave parades. So they're calling it wave parades. Um, however, they're discouraging parades where people gather in groups outside of their vehicle, not parades where cars are driving past the Okay, house. well, there you go. Well, these parades usually start somewhere, right? So, like, I know that uh, the parades that I was uh, a part of, we all met in a giant parking lot somewhere. So there is going to be some sort of congregation. Well, we did, to too. Start. We just stayed in our cars. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's Hold what we did. your window. That's what we did yesterday. You yeah, can the French kiss just as easily out an open window. Right. Uh, the the first one that we did, there were two people or two different parades congregating in the same parking lot, and so there were people that were in our parade. Was there a were parade in, fight? No, not a parade fight. But that's they, what I was thinking. <laughs> parade fight. Parade fight. <laughs> no, they got into the wrong line of. Uh, oh, really? Of yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's it's... where you had people with water balloons going to a funeral. Yeah. Oh, God. Could you imagine? The grieving family is out in front of their house. <laughs> getting doused in water balloons. <laughs> what are these people wearing black for on such a hot day? And imagine the family. Oh, what are they doing? Why? We lost Lou at such an early age. I'm going to go to, uh, let me go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Hey, Preston. Hey, Kim. What's up? How are you? Miss you guys. Oh, wait. Is this our singer, Kim? Yeah. Oh, Kim. All right. Sing something so we know it's you. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, we are classic singing. <laughs> That's her. I don't know what I can do for you Kim's right now. awesome. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to call in because we're doing a ton of uh, socially distancing and telegrams. Like, I'm doing more now that everything's shut down than I have in probably the past five years. That's that's actually great. That's that's adapting to the current situation. So you you do socially distanced singing telegrams, and yeah. and you're work you're you're working like crazy. Uh, have you have you been uh, called or hired to do any of these drive bys? Yeah, basically. So we'll show up, and there's other people that are they kind of like form the house and stay you know, far apart from each other. You right. can tell that they're kind of hanging out by household. And then I'll come up, knock on the door, stand like 10 feet back from the person that I'm singing to, and then their family is kind of scattered around on the lawn uh, watching and handing out gifts and stuff. There so, you yeah, go. It's been really cute. It's been really nice. So have you, have you also done the other stuff? Have you done the sad stuff? Have you done any, any funerals or anything of that nature? No, I haven't done any funerals yet. I did do an I'm Sorry, which was interesting. But wow. Oh, no. a funeral. Have I you done any water balloon it. wakes? <laughs> <laughs> I know all the words to on Eagle's Wings, so I can, <laughs> I can do that. Don't they look cool, Preston? The one wheels? Cool, yeah. yeah, they look really cool. I would love to try them out, to be honest. I mean, because we... <laughs> We still have the hoverboards at home. We ride around in the house in them. I oh, love those. Yeah. Uh, so but this wife, thing looks pretty cool. Yeah. My wife was actually really good at the hoverboard. And I, I remember clearly when it happened, she was talking on the phone. She was on the hoverboard. She wasn't wearing her helmet or anything. It was inside uh-huh. the house on the hardwood. And I'm hearing, Uh-oh. Beep, beep, beep. 
Oh. On, on the hoverboard. When that thing turns off. <laughs> the gyro went off. She sprawled and yep. she hurt her wrist. Uh. And like a mother effer, she was in agony. Yeah. All right. Steve, here's the deal. They, they do have other electric scooters that are built for off-roading as well. So you can get one of those. It's just for, I, I think, for I you. Just, I want to go... I want to go up and down the street, and I want my mommy with me. Yeah, these are for me personally just a little bit too unstable, and and I, you know. So what? Where'd you get yours? I, just on on Amazon. Right. I had a, a few Amazon gift cards that I had gotten for like uh, <laughs> birthdays and stuff like that. So I was and, like, I was tired of you know just walking. No, no, I was tired away. <laughs> I was tired of chintzing away at it. I had right. a couple of hundred dollars worth, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to buy a light bulb here and uh, you know a shoelace there. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend it all. And so I is, ended up doing a little bit of research. Is and this I, a video of it? So and we're looking at uh, the screen in the studio here, and then it just went away. But this this dude, yeah. Yeah, That's what so, you have? No, no. I, so I ended up getting the what I what I got was the um, the Segway one because I, I like the name Segway, but I also. I didn't want to get a scooter that had inflatable tires because I just thought that, well, that's one more thing I have to worry about is getting flat tires and having yeah. to change tubes and all that sort of stuff. So the the Razor that I have has, like, hard right. wheels on it and, and stuff. Right. I think you would like that. Um, and they, they have a couple of different versions. Right? All right, so I'll check I, it out. Yeah, I got the, the yeah. E2. Steve, you know what you should drive? You want instant death is what's called a ripstick. I've seen those. Oh, my God. They're we, ridiculous. We, had, we used to have one. <laughs> I got on it a few times. I got to where I could get around on it, but it's it's just you're, you're flirting with. I mean, it's, it's it may as well say, you know, uh, broken wrist coming soon have to you. you, have, you got, buy it. have you guys seen Orbit Wheel Skates? No, I don't know what that oh, is. Yes. Orbit wheel. They're 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 skates that are full round wheels. I mean, but, but wheels are round to begin with. But they're they're um, you put your feet basically into the the wheels, and they're separate. They're not joined together like regular skates. They kind of go on like like uh, rollerblades almost, right? It seems to be. I'd have to see what you're By talking about. By the way, S- Steve. Oh no no no! I see what you're talking about. No, I don't want to do that at all. I will, uh, I will hurt myself. I, I don't. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, so they're like these rings that go around your feet and yeah. it looks like you go sideways on them. Yeah. That's I, really odd. I would rip my sack in half. <clears throat> Steve, uh, if you wanted to, I just wanted to jump in here real quick. If you wanted to learn how to rollerblade, you know that Marissa's boyfriend was a professional rollerblader, right? I'm, I'm not going to learn. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. She, by the way, was pointing out that Matt had set a record on this the same day that, uh, Tony Hawk set the, uh, 900 record. Matt did a triple backflip on skates. Wow. But it was eclipsed by Tony Hawk, and he hates him to this day. <laughs> That's uh, like Farrah no, Fawcett I, I dying know. the same day that uh, Michael Jackson died. No. <laughs> clarify. He does not hate him. But it was here in Philly. It was during the X Games. Okay. When they were like, remember when Tony Hawk said it, and they had he did it like 20 times until he did it? Yes. Well, so Matt did the same thing, um, ended up not counting because it was so many times. But oh, and, I need to uh, see real, footage of that. Real original name, the Triple Lindy. Real, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thornton Mellon originated But he, that. he did do a double the year before, so uh, he's got some records. Chuck is in the studio, whose son broke his arm yesterday. It's on a ripstick. On a ripstick. It was, rip stick. Stick. It was on a ripstick, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Now, I'm not laughing at him. No, no, no. But just yeah. how outrageously, I mean, those are just, that's... That's an accident waiting. Yeah, I but. sat down and I heard you say instant death, you know, ride a ripstick. And, you know, <laughs> we were dealing with that yesterday, you know, in the uh, midst of all this... Was you it know. was it because he planted his hand out to break his? Yeah, fall? yeah, yeah. I mean, I've broken my my left arm three times. Um, the last time I did it, I was working here. I don't know if you guys remember, four or five years ago. But there's nothing else for your wrist to do. There's nothing in there to 
to bend or give or anything. When yep. you have that pain, it's broken. And and when my wife called me and said he's really hurting from his, you know, from his fingers to his elbow, I'm like that's broken. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, he's getting looked at today. There's a there's a chipped bone floating around in there. He may have to have surgery. So. Jesus. Yeah. So so the man. ripstick, it's the it's the design of it that allows you to contort it and gain propulsion. Is that? It's, it? Yeah, it's got a uh, it it's got a break in the middle that allows each side to twist independently, mm-hmm. and the wheels are really small. And it's that twisting motion that uh, that propels you forward, so you don't have to push off like you do with a skateboard. Oh. Yeah, and it's oh, one of these man. things where you get really good at it until you're not. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so was, was he outside when he did it? Or yeah, inside? he was outside okay. in the street, like kind of where the street meets the driveway. Was he wearing a helmet? No. Yeah, I, I don't know why they don't. Yeah. Want oh yeah, to my wear a uh, the the rule is you got to wear a helmet. In my I wear a helmet sure. when I just drive to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have the helmet rule. I wasn't home. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne doesn't have the helmet rule. Uh, well, look, I mean, we try. Yeah, yeah, you know, we try, and and we we buy the cool looking helmet and all that kind of stuff. But you know, may I suggest something? I would withhold sex from Leanne. Just as punishment. Yeah. yeah. Or no tell problem. him don't ride it without the helmet, or we're taking it away from you. Yeah, I think he. he, he I heard him. Uh, they were at the uh, urgent care yesterday. I overheard him while I was talking to my wife, and he's like, "I just don't think it's my sport." <laughs> you know, in retrospect, it happens. Yeah, it happens. The moment you do that, you're like, "Ah, I think I'm done with this." I'm not sure this is for me. Well, that's mm-hmm. how I felt. I, I desperately wanted to rollerblade. Besides looking like Herman Munster, it, it was <laughs> ridiculous gorilla on skates. Um, I, you know, you're right though, President. I, I need I need to commit more to it if I'm going to do it. It takes practice. I had all my my pads on yeah. and everything. Yeah. But I'm like, Geez. it takes practice, and also it's it's better for you, Steve, to not go out and hit the open road. Uh, believe it or not, go to a rink first. How about mountain roads? And spend some time <laughs> with that because there is there's a an edge that you can hold on to the yeah, whole way. That's true. And you can practice. My kids. It took my daughter quite a while to get it, but she stuck with it. My son Carter's really good at it, but you just got it. You got to spend time with it. And there are. Uh, there are inline rinks that you can go to, and, and you can do skating sessions. We do them all the time. What I think might be my speed is like a jazzy scooter. Yeah. Like oh, a, yeah. One of those senior scooters. Mm-hmm. Ed McMahon used to sell them. I'm a hover-round fan. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, they're all a 180 on them. They're all good. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. I, you know, I, I never was a skateboarder. You know, I, I tried it. I, I had a skateboard as a kid, and I just wasn't good at it. I got one back in the 70s when skateboarding became a thing, mm-hmm. and I really wanted this one skateboard. What it kind was, was it? It was a clear, uh, it was clear. It was like some kind of polyurethane right. thing. I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and boss. skateboards were skinny back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my kids have penny boards now. It's basically the same thing. Oh, really? Yep. Those yeah. are back? They're back. Okay. Yep. But this thing, this skateboard, whatever polyurethane it was made, of, it was not like a solid hard. It, it <laughs> bowed in the middle when you stood on it, which just does not help for stability at all. And I was just terrible at it. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what we have, Case, the penny board. Well, it's one of the ones. I just looked it up. I've never heard of it before, penny board. Okay. I didn't realize that was the name of it. Yeah, they have. Uh, we have one. Um, it's blue, and the, the wheels press are basically, they, they look and feel like um, like roller skating wheels. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just I just got some uh, ice skates recently. I've, I've realized I absolutely love ice skating, and I want to, when, when things get back to normal, I want to. Things get uh, warmer. Uh, yeah, I, when things get warmer. No, when things get back to normal, I'm going I'm to try to go skating uh, maybe once a week. It's a really good workout. My legs are always really feeling it after ice skating. I went a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I went a few times this winter. I couldn't believe that I could still do it. Like, yeah. I was nervous to go out. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And then I was like, oh, look at you. It's like you're 20. Yeah, right. Just, <laughs> just watch out for the toe pick, right? It's yeah. like 40 right years ago when I was 20. Yeah.
Uh, no, all that stuff's good exercise, too. So, All right, listen, uh, we need to take a break. Uh, we have to get to the Bizarre File. we got some guests joining us this morning. Thomas Lennon from Reno 911 is on the show. Martin Norman, comedian, has got a special out. We'll talk to him. Our friends of Deeds and Watson has arrived. Uh, and they are from Real Philly. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, there's a couple of different places that are actually represented today. Okay, Kacha's so we, Bakery. Kacha's and uh, we have uh, Marinucci's. Uh, from the Northeast as well, yep. so we thank them. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you, social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. You know, real quick, I'm going to mention of a longtime um, uh, supporters of uh, the radio station uh, who are uh, back up and running and opening business-wise. Uh, our friends at uh, Whitehorse RV. Yes. Uh, who, of course, supply for the uh, the Camp Out for Hunger every year. For uh, years, yep, yeah. They're, they're doing, uh, they're open for online sales. So I wanted to mention our buddy Dave Munyon over there who works really hard and makes sure we are always taking care of at the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, we were talking about um, RVs. That, that becoming a, a very viable option for people who are looking to get their vacation in this. Because a lot of stuff is still up in the air. We don't know. Yep. But you know that. So I wanted to thank our friends at uh, Whitehorse uh, for all the support over the years, and they're opening. Our friend, uh, my friend Colleen uh, Creebel at Creebel's Bakeries, who's done the last couple of years camp out for hunger. Uh, the uh, you know we did the wedding and yeah. we did the uh, um, uh, the the ah the the reveal the gender reveal. God, God, damn, it. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Uh, she did all the big goods for that. They are up and opening, so I just wanted to give a heads up and a, and a, uh, thank you for the support and all that good stuff. Oh, and thanks to as well. I got somebody said the other day. I'd mentioned I had had um, bourbon infused uh, maple syrup. Yes, where did that come from? Uh, well, the, a company sent me some. They're called Whiskey Hollow Maple, and uh, they're local. I believe. Are they out of Jersey? <laughs> No, it's Pennsylvania. Pure Pennsylvania maple products. Syrup, cream, sugar, and candy. Preserves, applesauce, mustard, wedding favors, and gift baskets. You know what they sent me, Kathy? Whiskey hollow maple. They sent me cotton candy. Yes, they maple did. Maple syrup, cotton candy. Maple syrup, cotton candy. Wow. How's about that? So thank you to Kyle and Sarah. Uh, what would you say that last name is? Dues? 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 Dues. Uh, they love our show, though. But thank you, guys. We appreciate that. That was very nice. All right. Um, bizarre File time. Yeah. Let's go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Ah! All right. Stories. Let's go. IKEA has said that it will take more careful security measure in its shops in China after an explicit video of a woman pleasuring herself in one of their stores went viral online. Which section was it? The living room section or the bed section? It was all over the place. Oh, Steve. man. So the porno- I can't stop. The pornographic clip shows a woman pleasuring herself half naked on various sofas and beds in the furniture store showroom. Yeah, I love Ikea, too. While oblivious shoppers walk by in the background. Hmm. Uh, so they were open, and she was doing and this. so was she. And they got video. Yeah, she was open, too. <laughs> While uncensored versions of the video have been scrubbed 
from Chinese social media. I'll these, purchase what she's buying. Uh, the Swedish company's response to the clip gained 9 million views. Can you clearly see her doing the deal? I, I haven't seen it. Okay. And so IKEA said in a statement, uh, we resolutely oppose and condemn this kind of behavior and immediately reported it to the police in the city of the suspected store. Put down that candle. Uh, the homeware group said Saturday that it would take even more careful security and public cleanliness measures and encourage all customers to browse stores in an orderly and civilized way. And they're also going to have a specific section for self-pleasuring. Uh, the identity of the woman and the person who filmed it have not been revealed. Those places are so sprawling. Oh, my God. With yes. so many recesses yes. and places to go and do that. Totally. I'm surprised it doesn't happen. In fact, I think I'm going to do it myself. Why don't you head over yeah. there right now? Hmm. <laughs> A man was arrested Friday night after he shot a flare gun multiple times at two people who were trying to serve civil process legal papers. A 75-year-old woman, Carol Harwood, uh, was also arrested for resisting arrest along with William Nash, who is 79. So the 79-year-old guy is shooting flare guns at people. Uh, Deputies responded about shots fired. Uh, They said they arrived and found Harwood yelling at a man who said he and another woman were trying to serve legal papers at the home. Do you keep a flare gun at the front door for unexpected guests? (laughs) For just such an occasion. The man said Harwood charged at him and fell down before uh, deputies arrived. Deputies said Harwood refused to follow orders and pulled away when they tried to detain her. Nash came down the stairs with his arms raised. He admitted to shooting at the man with a flare gun and that he had been drinking earlier that night. I think a flare gun could cause some damage, right? Oh, yeah. I I think it could hurt you, yeah. Uh, The woman said Harwood became combative while she and her colleague were trying to serve papers. The man moved away back to his car when Nash shot a flare gun at the man and Ah. woman from the balcony. (laughs) I got a flare gun! I I would love to shoot a flare gun. I I have. Yeah, okay. Out and, on the water. And? That's got to be cool. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'd okay. like to as well. At night. Uh, the man, a process server, got his legally concealed firearm and he pointed it at Nash while telling him to stop shooting. Deputy said more flares were fired, which narrowly missed the man with one bouncing off the hood of the car. So you got one guy with a flare gun, uh-huh. another dude with a pistol, and the dude with the flare gun keeps shooting. And the guy with the pistol's not firing back, so... <laughs> Maybe that's something we need to do here for the for the pandemic. I think yeah. pandemic flare gun firing. Flare gun shootout. In the studio so it's safe. Flare gun shootout. Uh, the man did not fire his weapon during the incident. He held Nash at gunpoint until deputies arrived. How do they stay in the air for so long? I mean, it's was it just... Angels. Angels. No, I it, well, um, I don't know when that when now this may be parachutes. this may be way off. Yeah, I think they might have a parachute. Mine so. did not. Mine was just simply an arcing flare. Oh, okay, so if you've it. ever seen there there are um, yeah, fire, fireworks called paratrooper, and you shoot it up, yeah. and it stays up there and hangs. It's a little little parachute. Okay, I uh, thought we were joking. No, no. well, mine was parachute less and just simply arced. Okay, I like that. By the way, flares don't go out very easily. I was at a party one time where uh, these you clowns... You can stick them underwater and yes. they don't go out. And we yeah. did because they lit the flare and we was an underage uh, party where we shouldn't have been hanging out. And they were like, oh, crap, we got to put this thing out. And they put it in the keg tub and it was, you know, it was just lighting up the keg uh-huh. tub. We're like, oh, my God, hey, what do we do? What do we do? Let's remain inconspicuous at this <laughs> underage party and light some flares off. We're over here. You know, he's got a story about everything. He does. He does. He does. Uh, deputies said the home smelled like gunpowder, and deputies also found multiple empty flare casings. So, dude was a Flare party. A, 
A Kansas man who sought legal permission in Iowa to engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife is not insane, but merely angry over their child custody arrangement, according to a psychological evaluation. Huh. David Ostrom asked in a court filing to be allowed to fight his former (laughs) wife, Bridget Ostrom, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, so that he could, quote, rend their souls from their bodies. Okay. Uh, The Ostroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. An Iowa judge responded, by temporarily temporarily suspending David Ostrom's child visitation and ordering the evaluation. Remember, we're the sword fight lawyers. Uh, but it found he's not troubled, but has adjustment disorder with mixed emotional features. So they're going to do a hard no on that sword fight. Yeah, so uh, he said, it essentially says, I'm not crazy. I just don't like being denied access to my children. Now, where's my sword? Ostrom has asked the court to order psychological evaluations of his ex-wife and her attorney. Ostrom, by the way, who is representing himself in court, also filed a second motion Friday asking for parenting time with his children and that he be reimbursed $4,700 in legal fees, $2,200 for psychological evaluation, and the motion to seek $255,000 for emotional damage. They did arrive at a settlement, though, Preston, a flare gun fight. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, yes. that yeah. seems reasonable, yes. A woman was arrested early Thursday morning after attacking her boyfriend with a frying pan and then stabbing his car tire with a butcher knife. Officers were called shortly after 1.30 a.m. to a home for a domestic disturbance after someone called 911 stating that they could hear a man and a woman outside yelling at each other. Officers arrived at the home and found a man with his head wound with a with a head wound in the backyard who said he was attacked by his living girlfriend during an argument. The The man said his girlfriend, armed with a frying pan and a butcher knife, Hit him over the head multiple times with the pan. He hit me with the frying pan. <laughs> right here on my head. <laughs> and used the knife to stab one of his car's tires during the argument. One of them. Uh, officers entered the home where they found the 42-year-old woman who was extremely agitated and yelling at them. Uh, the situation was de-escalated and the woman was arrested without further incident, police said. I love the fact that in the movie Tangled that the main weapon used is a frying yes. pan. Yes. <laughs> Sebastian, in fact, last time I went to Disney, we were in the section where uh, Rapunzel's castle was, and you go in the bathroom, there's frying pans all over the wall. <laughs> That's I'm so like, cool. This is great. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, and that is the B-File. We need to take a break, but I want to remind you that Lower Marion High School is up for voting for the coolest teacher of the year this morning. Uh, chosen random, randomly by Steve Morrison. My magical digits. So if you go to Laura Marion and you want to vote, just text the word teacher to 39333. We will send you a voting link. It is that simple. Congratulations from uh, Coatesville Area Senior High School, Nicole Jordan, English teacher. She's the one who won the coolest teacher from there. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I hate Stevensinger.com. 
with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We we had a, a chat the other day about uh, things that you've found out about uh, your roomie, your significant other, whomever you dwell with. Right. Uh, little secrets, things that you, or just stuff you had never noticed before. Because you're in concentrated close proximity. That is correct. More and, so than ever. And I think that's going to be uh, the same if uh, with your kids as well. The little and bastards. There was a, there was a I've, I've, I've sat on this story for a little while. It's a really good list of things that parents have shared about kids, things that their kids are hiding from them. Oh. And some of them are funny. Some of them are a little heartbreaking. Some of them are really super sweet. Uh, but I thought maybe there might be uh, people who would want to share similar stories as well. Two one five two six three, WMMR is the number. It's like that story of that little girl who hid from her parents that she was actually a twenty one year old Romanian dwarf. So sweet. Yeah. I wonder whatever happened with that. Wow. <laughs> uh, so here, here is a here are some examples. Uh, this one says a few a few years ago, I was going through my third grade son's backpack and I found a can of ravioli. <laughs> Uh, I never bought any ravioli, but when I asked him about it, he burst into tears and pulled out a box under his bed filled with ravioli. Wait, what? He then proceeded to tell me about a girl that picks on him, tells him that they're married, and gives him ravioli every day. Oh, my God. And she said, I can just picture this girl's mother telling her that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Wow. (laughs) So he was so embarrassed about the ravioli shirt. And she, I don't think she was picking on him. She probably liked him. Yeah. And thought she yeah. Was doing, but he hated it. And he, so he was, he had this stash of ravioli. He was mortified. He couldn't tell his parents about it. Do you remember how mortified you were in school when you were the only one who didn't get a ravioli? Oh, my God. Everyone else was mm-hmm. on ravioli day. Uh, here's another one that says, my six-year-old son poops in the backyard every morning and blames it on the dog. What? Oh, my God. No, that's, that's a psychological issue. <laughs> yeah, that you need that's, help. That's more than just cute. That's like, we've, we've got to get him to a specialist. Yeah. That's way different than the ravioli. Yeah. Well, I told you, some of these are some of these are funny, some of them are weird, and, then, and some of them are heartbreaking. The dog is like, what the F? Yeah, do you play me? Dude. I, didn't, yeah. I don't poop like that. <laughs> I'm not an animal. Wait, yes, you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one says, my two-year-old attempts to hide the 75-pound family dog in various places in his room so that the dog can sleep in there with him. Aww. So far, I've found the dog in the closet, behind the curtains, surrounded by stuffed animals to blend in. And on many occasions, I see a giant mound under the comforter at the foot of his bed. So they're trying to hide the dog. There was a hobo I used to do that with. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah, I hide under your bed. <laughs> Uh, and they go on to say, my son is astonished every time I find the dog, and on more than one occasion, he even attempted to persuade me that he didn't even know we had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dog. That's when you're a kid, it. and I, it was the same. Mm-hmm. We always had pets, and you just wanted them on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here's my, oh, God, this, listen to this Are one. you going to cry? Uh, well, you might. Um, it says, uh, my daughter has been hiding a picture of her mother and I on our honeymoon under her pillow for a long time. We've been divorced for four years. Oh, oh man. And I don't have the heart to take it from her, but it's tough to see every time I change the well, sheets. maybe she should have been a better girl, right? Yeah. and they wouldn't have had to get divorced. <laughs> oh, Steve. That's, I think that's the way to, to mitigate that, Kathy. That's right. the way it's to go? your fault. Mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's heartbreaking. Oh, that's so sad. I know, right? I told yeah. you, so these are all over the place, so... Uh, so these are things that uh, that kids are hiding from their parents. Well, that that, that beats the kid who poops in the backyard. 
Uh, here's another one. It says, I thought my 15-year-old was diligently plugging the charger into her phone every night before going upstairs for bed until I discovered she was actually plugging it into an empty phone case and taking her phone with her. Ah. Every one of my kids has done the runaround take On the, phone. the phone thing or the computer yeah. because for a while, they're, you know, they're staying up all night. During the school year. Do you have a rule? On their devices. Well, we have. We've, we've instituted it. We've, we've brought it back on occasion and where, all right, goes in the master bedroom, leave it here at night before you go to bed. My son would get up, sneak in at night after no Michelle way. was asleep, go and take it, and I mean, do all of that stuff. That's I, I mean, mean, just that would infuriate wow. me. I mean, that's ballsy, man. Yeah, it is. Wait, all right. So I, I, I didn't follow what you were saying. They, they would take the phone out of the case. Yeah. Put the plug into the phone case. Yeah. Just make it look like look it's like they were charging the it, but the actual phone was out of the case with them yeah, up flip, in their bedroom, oh. calling God knows who. Yeah. Flip the case over, so you know, yeah. texting their friend who craps in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, would your son then uh, return the phone? In the uh, you I, know? I don't remember because I was always. I'd, you know, I'd come to work, and yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't check, and and uh, but I remember Rochelle. T- I think she how bad is that? Busted him with it cold. How well, bad ben? is that? Ma- ma- I'm sorry, Nick. I, I want you to answer this as well, all of you. Answering uh, the uh, the question about screen time, and and it's got to be an uphill battle, right? It is. It Listen, I, you know, we we co-parent my my ex-wife and I, and Ben is now on week two without a phone because, um, especially during quarantine, it just. It's an easy go-to, and I feel bad, and it makes actually communicating with him directly a little bit more of a challenge, but it's the right call. We just we had to just take it away. Yeah. yeah. So as far as punishments are concerned, at least it gives us something that they care about that you can take away when they're, you know, acting up. Um, but it is also tough to sort of uh, to enforce it because you, you don't realize these things until you become a parent yourself that, like, this bums me out that I have to do this. Like, I don't. I don't want to do it, but I also don't want you to continue with that behavior. Right? Only this yeah. week, you're only going to crap in the toilet. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Do you ever get the, when, when you're taking whatever that might be from mm-hmm. them, do you ever get the, fine, take it then? Um, that attitude yeah. is like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. I, I don't want it anyway. <laughs> I was done playing. Oh, man. I've, I've, we get that now. I don't have Just know they do care. Yeah, they do. Oh, I know. You're right. Yes, you are correct. Have you tried the like, like, take when, away when, the charger um, approach? That uh, Does that work? Yeah. So you, you allow them to figure out how long they're going to have with their phone before the charge goes away. And so if you just take away the charger and all access to any charger in the house, which is a challenge because there are many, uh, they will then have to figure out on their own how long the charge is going to last on their phone. Mm-hmm. Well, Mine is like the, the after – after the it dies or after they're done playing is the the talking about it then and and I feel bad but like yesterday I was like I don't know about roadblocks and I don't know how you get road bucks I I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, um, then all he has is his nine skateboards to play with, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I give that I'm glow. Like, I I say to him, I go, what do you do? You want to ride your scooter, your skateboard, or your bike? Because we're going outside. Kathy, I just need to try and figure out uh, what whatever tone my child is taking. I need to figure out the response that sounds like I care what they're talking about. Mm. Uh, yeah, I know. And then I yeah, I feel I felt oh my, bad being like, I dude, don't that's care. badass, I man. Wow, dude, <laughs> am I in the presence of? I'm in the presence of greatness right now. So you throw that at him? I, I got to do all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's, I mean, still, it doesn't even matter how old the, the kids are. It's still. No, it hey, doesn't Dad. because my 19-year-old, you know, like Magic the Gathering yeah. the game, he'll start telling me stuff. And I'm I'm 30 seconds in. 
And I'm just, Steve, I'm just blindly nodding, going, uh-huh. Cool. Oh, God, I want to die. I'm literally <laughs> dying inside. No, it's yeah, like, that I have great. no idea what you're talking about. And it's the same. Yeah. I, I've been there countless times. But kids are so there. And you don't want to yeah. make it. Listen, I don't have kids, and the cats don't talk to me as much as they probably could. Yeah. But, the, uh, uh, I- but the, in that case... It's important to them. You don't want to indicate that it's not. Right. You know, dad. And then I end up agreeing to something. And he's like, you said I could spend $100 on road books. When? Kathy, we were talking about this with just just our wives. You're talking about Preston with you doing your drum videos. You do something and you achieve it or whatever. And and you to your wife. And it's like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Chase, by the way, if you're listening, just tell mommy that she agreed to do it. <laughs> Whatever it is, and she'll believe that at some point right. you, she actually did. All right. Uh, here's another one. These are things that uh, kids have been hiding that uh, they found out. Now, this is a heavy one, okay? All right. Oh, uh, this one says, uh, I have a drinking problem, and I have my booze. Uh, but one day, my daughter found my hiding place, so now she pours it out and replaces it with water, thinking that as long as the bottle is the same, I won't notice. So a few times a week, I'll take a shot and realize it's water, then I'll cry and stay sober for a day or so. Jeez. Huh. I've never told her that I know what she's doing because when I taste the water, it brings me joy knowing how much she loves me. Doing oh. that helps me put things into perspective. Hope that person gets help. Get that kid a phone. Listen to this one. Listen to this one. I found a, a loaded one-shot Nerf gun under my five-year-old daughter's pillow. When I asked her what she was doing with it, she whispered, It's for the tooth fairy. <laughs> I think you have a little bit more than just a quarter, don't you? Uh, Holding the gun on the tooth fairy. I love it. I love it. Uh, this one says, My 16-year-old had a box of condoms with a price sticker from the dollar store in his backpack. Dollar store condoms. Yeah, and they fell out while I was moving his backpack to the back seat. I bought him a better brand and replaced them. And swapped it. And we've never discussed it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, do you remember when you first ever purchased condoms? I remember the first one I ever saw. I, I, go ahead. It was a French tickler, which wasn't even (laughs) real. They were a joke. They were, they, they were not, they were not. A real condom, but that was the first one I ever saw, and that was at summer camp. It was at 4-H camp. I bought a condom, and I did not use it, but it was in one of those bathroom vending machines. Mm-hmm. I was maybe like 11, yeah, yeah. and I, I said, what is that? Mm-hmm. So I, I purchased it. I knew it was something sexual and bought it, and uh, yeah. Steve, I didn't know it was something sexual, and I bought it, and I brought it to the swim club, and I blew it up like a balloon. I had <laughs> No clue. Seriously. Wow. Zero clue. Wow. And the one, I don't even remember what lady it was, but she was like, what are you doing? I was like, What's in your mouth? <laughs> they have no taste on it. They're called Benoit Ball. Oh, uh, God. No. Kids, uh, how old were you? Like 17? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably Steve. around like uh, 11 years old, Look, maybe 12 years old. The reservoir keeps the air in. <laughs> Steve, when I did legitimately have a condom in my wallet for its intended purpose, yep. and it was back in the day of Velcro wallets, you could clearly see that there was rubber in my wallet. You knew that, and it was the old joke. There would actually be the imprint of the yes. rubber through, Flat the, out. if it had stayed in there unused, yep. And that was the joke. And, and it, it would, was true. And it would make like a permanent ring. And it was like, <laughs> that dude never gets late. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. 
by the way, this uh, this person that said that about finding the condom said, yeah. we have discussed sex, just not me switching the condom boxes. That's funny. Yeah, they never I, talked about it. So I ran into a friend of mine who uh, her son was going to Senior Week. And he was doing Senior Week in, in Mexico. And she was, she was shopping for all these things. And she was like, condoms. Should I, should I put some? Gets? I was like, dude, don't buy him condoms. I'm like, I, I, okay, if you're going to buy him condoms. Buy it. If you're going to buy him condoms, please just put it in his bag and don't ever say a word about it. You right. know, she's like, I'd rather him be safe. I'm like, I understand that as a mother, you're just trying to protect your son, but you don't need to have a conversation about that. That's that's like my parents' approach. Just don't talk about it. Yeah. Maybe it'll never happen. Don't acknowledge it at all. Yeah. There's Wait, no such old, thing as sex. So he was probably 17, 18 years old, and we, you know <laughs> she was shopping for him. He was leaving for Mexico the next day, and at, in the course of our conversation, she was like, oh, my God, condoms. Should I buy him condoms? And I was like, no, don't buy him condoms. And then I, I thought better of it. I go... Well, yeah, I guess you would rather him yeah, be safe totally. than sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing for a mother to think, but she, you know, you're always protecting your children. Here's a couple other things that uh, people have uh, found that their kids were hiding from them. I love this one. My six year old got out of bed early in the morning to sneak downstairs and steal Monopoly money from the bank of the unfinished game we left out on the table the night before. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He had it planned the whole time. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. He will work in the banking industry. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. He, we had, this one says we had a foster kid who hid about two handfuls of spaghetti with sauce under his pillow. He needs to meet the ravioli kid. <laughs> we found it the next day while he was at school, cleaned it up, and never told him we found it. But we made sure to have spaghetti twice a week after Aww. that. Aww. Uh, let's see here. Did you ever hide anything in your room besides, I mean. Porn. Porn, yeah. yeah that I did. For sure. We weren't hiders. We we never like as much as I joke about my parents. Like we were pretty open about stuff except sex. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but like we didn't. We never lied. We never hid. We didn't do it. We just. I was like, yeah, there were boys in my room. Not yeah. at school, but when I when I was in preschool, uh, or just you know a, a sitting service, a daycare service that my mom would take me to. Um, before, during, so I was allowed, I didn't have to do nap time. I hated nap time. And now I love nap time. I love them. <laughs> Isn't it bad? Could I but have I, some warm milk? <laughs> I would kick and scream and I did, I, not literally, but I just did not like nap time. It kind of scared me because they'd turn the lights off and I didn't want to do that. So my mom told them that it was okay if I just sat in this chair yeah. while everybody did nap time. So before nap time, any uh, uh, kids' books, little bitty, you know, like little golden book things, yeah. if they had Bugs Bunny in them, I would stash them under the uh, the cushion <laughs> so of the chair get... so I could read ah. while it was nap time. So they, I used to hide that. I that love was, that. That was my little sneaky move. Right next to your rubbers. Um, oh and what else? I used to light matches a lot. I was a pyro when I was a kid. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And so I would light matches. And then I, with the lit match, wouldn't throw it away. I'd stick it under the cushion of the couch. I remember. Didn't you have a fire incident? No, that was that was a field. I set on fire. That was <laughs> no, no. That was the field. Yeah, it just yeah. spit all over the microphone. <laughs> uh, no, so I hid the the burnt matches under the mattress of the uh, or uh, yeah the the couch. Who discovered it? My dad. Oh, the wrong guy, dude. He, yeah. he my dad. Instead of uh, spanking me, he would kick me. Yeah. in the butt. Yeah, not, not like in the face or anything. Right. Like yeah, no. <laughs> But he, he kicked me so hard, I flew over the couch. Wow. I couldn't let the house Dude. on fire. Yeah, no, of I, you know, I, yep. don't, I don't blame him for that one. But I would burn down a field. That's it. I was a total pyro. God, kids, uh, that's fire. a nightmare. When the, Every kid goes through that stage. Yeah. yeah. Mine, I was doing it with a magnifying glass. Yep. Yeah, yeah that was my Lighting things big. on fire oh, with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. 
Steve, I always wanted to, like in the movies, I always wanted to have like a safe behind a picture. So I used to, um, <laughs> I used to take envelopes and I would either like staple them or tape them behind pictures just so right. I stick money in them. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm, I didn't necessarily uh, have a lot of money to hide, but you know, you just periodically, it'd be like a quarter or two in, a, in an envelope behind a picture. Wait, Here. that's funny that you say that because Jace desperately wants and, and is asking us to build um, a bookshelf that he can push in and there's a secret uh, room behind it. He wants a safe room. I still want that and I'm 44 <laughs> years old, Kat. He's like, well, wait a minute. And he's like finding spots in the house. He's like, we don't really use this space. We could do it here. Kath, wow. Yeah, I watched uh, HGTV does a Celebrity IOU now, and the very first one they did was with Brad Pitt, and the person that he was building for, they had a secret bookcase, and I was oh. like, dude, like you you pulled a book out, and it opened, and you know, oh, it released the latch. I was like, man, Still I have enough that. money. I, ha- I, could, I could do that right now. Hmm. All right, let me do a couple quick ones here. Uh, this one, I love this. My, these are things that the kids have been hiding from their parents. My six-year-old locks the bathroom door so he can get some privacy. Well, last night, I looked across the kitchen to see the door slightly ajar and my son engaging in his private time, doing push-ups. I didn't say anything. This is six years old. I just watched him finish his reps, flex in the mirror, and then walk out of the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Sweet. Look at this man. Look at that muscle. Look at the nipples on this. Mm. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Man, yeah. Look at that. Uh, and then one last one says, my four-year-old wrote a letter she keeps in the in her bottom drawer, which she uh, will go get when my husband and I die. We're not allowed to look at it or touch it, but apparently it says... Yippee. <laughs> no, apparently it says we gave her loads of money and she gave, gave us loads of pictures. Uh, so okay. Whatever that means. All but right. to a four-year-old... That means... Holding on to this. That's important That's information. a legal document, of yep. course. Exactly. So I love that. I thought these were kind of fun. Listen, we did have some calls coming up, and I appreciate you guys hanging on, uh, but there's a call oh. that we need to go to. I see it. Yes, and we had mentioned uh, yesterday, uh, Coatesville Area Senior High School <laughs> was voting for the coolest teacher of the year, and they have done it, and that teacher is on the line. Please welcome English teacher Nicole Jordan. Yay! From Coatesville Area Senior High School. Hey, how you doing, Nicole? Hey. Hey. I am ecstatic right now. Are you? Yay, I'm happy. Now, do you prefer Nicole or Mrs. Jordan? No, you can call me Nicole. Okay, excellent. (laughs) So, listen, we we found out a little bit of information about you. You've been teaching English for 22 years, high school English? Yes, correct. All right, and you and your husband both work at the same school? We do. He teaches 11th grade and I teach 12th. So do you see each other? Well, not now, obviously, with uh, home uh, learning from home. But in, in a normal scenario, you would encounter each other often? We would, but not as much as we are now. Oh, yeah. I guess right. it, the scales have tilted. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, yes, they have. Nicole, what's what's been your biggest adjustment uh, with the quarantine and, and being a teacher? Uh, organizing the Zoom meetings and schedules with between my husband and I and our three kids. Okay. So we have three boys, and they all have their own Zoom meetings and their own, you know, work to do. So you know, that's it's been fu- the biggest struggle. What's funny, Nicole, is my neighbor Steve is a teacher, and he talks about. He says, you know, the getting the kids up and running on the Zoom is, is an easy thing. A lot of times it's the other teachers who have all this issue with running the Zoom meetings and the Zoom <laughs> programs. Are you finding that as well? 
I am. In fact, we had a faculty meeting this morning, and there was some nose blowing and some sneezing, <laughs> and it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they, they love you. This laugh is awesome, Nicole. Oh, I, I, I love what I do. I love where I work. Coatesville has been my home for over 22 years. Wow. That's fantastic. And I, yes, my husband and I, we live in Coatesville. I live in West Callen Township. We like to call it the Dubsy, where we are. <laughs> the little Dubsy to Westchester. And I just, my community and the people I work with, my colleagues and my students are the best. We are the best kept secret in Chester County as far as I'm concerned. That's, okay. that's no wonder why you're a, a popular teacher. You've got the right attitude. Very nice. And Thanks. how how strict of a of, of an English teacher are you? Do you do you stay, you know, pretty pretty firm with your rules and, and uh and grading? I will tell you that my classroom rules are a little relaxed. I definitely allow, like, listen, if you have to go to the bathroom, go. I don't need to hear about everything. Um, But with as far as writing goes and reading, uh, I am very strict because they need to know how to communicate with the outside world. They need to know that their writing is going to be judged and that it matters. Even in an email, when you receive an email from someone and there's a misspelling or there's incorrect punctuation, you kind of tend to throw some, you know, judgment their way. Yes, so I, I try to teach them to present themselves in the best way they can. That's a good thing, Nicole. I would just like to point out, though, your bio uh, on the, the school's <laughs> website has four spelling errors in it. <laughs> 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 Marissa had noted that there are four spelling errors. I don't. I haven't looked myself, so I don't know exactly which ones they are. But I just wanted to point that out to you. Well, my students will tell you that the one thing I am bad at is spelling. No, and it happens, and, yep. and we uh, for people who write a lot, it will it will creep up on you. And if I mean, listen, we have a one of our former interns is one of the smartest uh, technical guys that we know, but he cannot spell to save his ass. Yep. It's just part of the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm with him. That means he's so <laughs> smart. He has so much going on in his head. Yeah. That that's it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen. You know, that's why it's like called proofreading. That's why you have an editor. There you go. <laughs> Precisely. Nobody gets it 100% of the time. Uh, so, Nicole, the uh, the student body loves you clearly, and they wanted to give you this honor. This is a token in honor of, of all teachers, but, uh, you know, we can we only have so many mugs, and we wanted people to point out somebody who really stands out. So we're very happy to award you with the uh, Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And coming from the Preston Steve show that we listen to every morning oh. on our way to school when we were going to school. Now we'll do it later with podcasts, but I thank you so much. You've been such a part of our lives. Appreciate life. it. It's our pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Mrs. Nicole Jordan, congratulations. Very and she's sweet. English teacher from Coatesville Area High School. She is so much fun. I yeah. love it. Yeah. All right, we need to take a break. And by the way, it's Laura Marion High School that's up in the running now. If you uh, go to Laura Marion, just text the word teacher to 39333. We send a link back to you, and you take it from there. We'll find out who that's going to be tomorrow. We're going to break and come back in a moment, and we're going to get uh, Thomas Lennon, very funny guy on the program from Reno 911 on, so make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast 93.
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest, uh, we love having him on. He's been in the studio many occasions. Uh, God, I didn't know Reno 911 has been going since 2000. Is it 17 years? Has it been that long? Since 2003, right? Wow. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. And uh, you know him in lots of great movies. So great in uh, I Love You, Man, and Drunk History, and all kinds of great stuff. So let me shut up and bring him on, because uh, there's a new season of Reno 911, which is on Queeby. Yes. Uh, which is available. We'll ask uh, him how to pronounce it correctly. He's on it. To stream. Please welcome Thomas Lennon to yes. the show. Good morning, Thomas. You, you guys, first of all, I don't know how to say the name either, so that's good. <laughs> we, we've heard Quibi, Quibi, uh, and it, uh, all of it sounds sexual. It's, it's very... Oh, oh, guys, all of it is very, very sexual. Oh, it is. Um, <laughs> so let me just tell you the funny backstory. I was doing a radio tour to promote the show last week, and, you know, you look at these uh, lists of radio shows you're doing, and you look and you go, okay, Turkey, I know that guy, Turkey, mm, that guy's weird. <laughs> no, nope, weirdo, weirdo. And then I get President Steve. And I wish you could see the joy on my face uh-huh. <laughs> when very... I see somebody somebody that I know and love and I've been to the studio and you guys, the whole uh, group of people are like, you love good music, you're interesting people, you're funny people. Uh-huh. So it was a little, it's a little different. That means, then, that means the world to us, yeah. Well, and then, and then the day goes by, you start doing these things at like usually five in the morning and they blast you through 30 radio stations in a row. Right. And I was like, well, that was a weird one. <laughs> Man. I guess I guess I did Preston and Steve, but that's weird because I feel like I know them so well, and we would have talked about stuff, and it would have been fun. And then what I what I I, I wrote it down to when I went to MTV Spring Break in 1995, uh-huh. yeah, with uh, Andy Dick in the room next to me. Uh-huh. I, I think I did so much brain damage that I just can't remember. Wow, if so- things have happened or really not. So I thought I did your radio show last week, and it seemed like it went great. Oh. <laughs> It would have. We would imagine it would have been spectacular, but you, you yeah. were kind of like, it was almost like a like a Vietnam flashback for you at some oh, point. No, it was, yeah, it was interesting, yeah. and then I was like, well, um, anyway, you guys, I miss you. I was in the studio last year, and that was really, thanks for having me. With really, your book. Yeah. Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and That's, the, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we really, we, we honestly, you are the classic, um, the onion with so many layers between screenwriting and book writing and... Uh, and and comedy and Viva Variety and and uh, uh, the state and all that stuff, but Reno nine one one is a thread that, that that winds right through your your life. And to have it back on and in this format, for people who don't understand the, the Quibi format or Quibi format, these are what ten twelve minute episodes, correct? No, no, they're they're not even that long. So originally we we thought we'd do some ten minute episodes, but the ones that we did. And there's 25 of them, so it's you know it's not you won't get uh, too uh, bored too fast. They're about six and a half to eight minutes long. Wow! And uh, instead, a lot of people are like, "Is that a good idea? Did you want to do short episodes?" It's the absolute best thing for us. I mean, our show was always, you know, I like to say that Reno 911 is a show that you and your dog can watch at the same level. <laughs> <laughs> it evens the playing field. <laughs> Yeah, whether whether you know the Wikipedia of every character on the show and Dangle's middle name is Ron and that he got kicked out of the Coast Guard, it doesn't. <clears throat> or you literally turn it on for one second. I don't think it matters at all. So, you, you know, yeah. it's actually a smart move, uh, Thomas, because it, it, now, so you know, a lot of a lot of viewing 
is done um, on the computer now. And a lot of, you know, they're, 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 the regular televisions are fighting for time from, you know, be, to seduce people away from their uh, laptops and so on and so forth or whatever. And, uh, you know, all these surveys and research that we have from quote-unquote experts, people's attention span has noticeably oh. diminished. And, and and Reno 911 always played like a um, a collection of, of skits anyway. It's short it totally does. Skits. I mean, once in a while, once in a while, there'll be a through line. Yeah. Uh, like in this new season, there's a couple through lines. There's one running thing. It's also always, we've either made the show, we have not backed down on the inappropriateness. In fact, <laughs> we might have turned it up. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we love that. Yeah, there's. And the, uh, and the collection of, of you have everybody, it appears to be everybody's back, regardless of other we, TV series or whatever, they're back. Even if we killed off their character, they're back. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, because sometimes, you know, guys, sometimes being in a comedy group is like, you guys have a big group on your show. It's, yeah. It's like, being in the, it's like being in the Eagles or Metallica. Like, <laughs> it's this, we often there's say. Gonna be, there's going to be stuff. Yeah. It's hard to get along for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, so we brought back even the characters who actually are some of the best characters. So, uh, you know, I think if you watch them on the app, you can get the Quibi app, I think, for free for at least a trial. And if uh, I, I honestly think you'll be I think people thought we were going to kind of phone in these new episodes because no. like, look. I've, so so in the, in the trailer, and I was watching, and I said to these guys earlier yeah. this morning, I, I've I've resisted the Quibi thing because I, I you know you end up subscribing to fourteen thousand things. But the yep. truth of the matter is, is that there's out of the gate, it took off. And I think it's because the, a lot of the entertainment is a sort of this bite size. You can digest it while you're waiting in line or whatever. You're, you know, it's the kind of thing that plays on any device kind of, you know, well. So it's portable. And uh, and so I'm going to do it. You know, even even I'll, I'll do the, the, the free thing, obviously. But then I think I'll probably sign up because there's a lot of great stuff. Now, was Danny DeVito responsible in, in part DeVito's for DeVito's always been the producer of the show. Yeah. He, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. He doesn't show up a ton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm very seldom am I sitting with him at lunch being like, hey, another day, another day at the comedy grindstone. Kid. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Yeah. Uh, but he'll, he'll pop in every once in a while. I will say the the new episode, something really cool happened. Uh, like, I guess, you know, in our run on Comedy Central, you know, we actually we shot the original pilot in 2000. Wow. Because then it sat on a shelf for three years and nobody bought it. Wow. <laughs> so Was the plan to uh, go to, to Fox and then it ended up on Comedy plan, Central? Exactly. You guys always know your history better than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to do it for Fox. Fox was like, this is way too gay. <laughs> <laughs> what, because of the short shorts? And now there was a big long, there's a really funny scene at the end of the uh, pilot where Dangle pulls over a personal trainer. Okay. Uh, I'm played by two straight guys. It's me and my writing partner. But Dangle just keeps, it's dash cam and they just keep getting closer and closer and closer and then they do some push-ups together and then it turns into this weird thing. <laughs> Fox was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And, uh, yeah, and now now look where they are. They would yeah. they were glad they would love See? to have a Reno nine one one in their cash. You know what's weird? When we got canceled off Comedy Central, the our ratings, the like the week that we got canceled off Comedy Central would be almost twenty times higher than any Comedy Central show right now. No kidding. When we got canceled, oh yeah, yeah, that's how much the landscape of TV wow. has changed. Well, the the, yeah. the, the, the the audience gets bifurcated, you know, bifurcated on and on, and and it's it's being separated, and and so there's so many options. But to rise, um, to rise up above a lot of this stuff is is really the issue. So 
this format, and again, a lot of people are looking at Quibi and saying, is this going to work? And uh, it, it, it has. It, it, it's proven a, a, a viable thing. I think it's just cool to see these characters that we love and have loved. You know, there's obviously you've had the movies and, and, and the this, this series and so on and so forth. And to bring everyone back uh, is, is, is just a, a great thing. Now, obviously, you had to have all of this shot. Um, when did you wrap up? It had to be obviously We wrapped up quite a, uh, yes. In fact, we were actually almost halfway done with all of post-production. Okay. Before the world shut down. In fact, I think I was supposed to come see you guys in person sometime back in March or something. But okay. uh, uh, yeah, we were we were basically done with half of the shows, and then uh, right as things started looking weird, we we're like, hey, should we get very good editing equipment in the homes of all of our editors? And we did. Wow, so, that's good yeah, foresight. I seen anybody? Yeah, I hadn't seen anybody from the show in several months, <laughs> but. So, which is fine because again, it's like the Eagles. You know, you get on each other's nerves sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing yeah. how much you're like the Eagles, and we're like the Eagles in Metallica. It's amazing. It's amazing. I wanted to ask you because you are a screenwriter as well, and uh, you do you do. I, I know you do regular screenwriting. And do you punch up work on other scripts as well? Uh, you know, we uh, we often do. Like sometimes you'll do punch up work that you don't get credited for. Sometimes you want the credit. And yeah. Sometimes you do not want. You the credit. don't want the credit. Um, like a fun movie that we wrote almost all of without credit was like Starsky and Hutch, the Stiller, uh, Owen Wilson version. Sure. We love that. Yeah. We love that movie. Yeah. That is such then, a solid movie. Thank you. I'm so proud of that. But then I'll also tell you that we did punch up on a little Cuba Gooding Jr. movie called Snow Dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. that the one you didn't want credit for? Yeah. <laughs> yes. also yeah. did one. My favorite one was we, there was a Martin Lawrence movie uh, shooting. We ended up changing the title. We rewrote the title. It came out being called Rebound. Okay. It was about a horrible college basketball teacher who's like a Bobby Knight who screams at everybody. Right. And then and then he gets put in charge of a bunch of kids. I don't remember. We that. always write a movie where some idiot gets put in charge of a bunch of kids. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of a winning formula usually, it's, right? It's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was not with rebound, guys. <laughs> not with rebound. <laughs> rebound stands as an exception. So, but but uh, with this additional, t- go ahead. Uh, my detail about that was just uh, that movie was already so close to in production that they already had all of the locations they were going to film at. Wow! But they hated the movie that they had, so they made us rewrite. But all we had to do was keep, you know, exterior laundromat, interior uh, school <laughs> gym. So we had to keep all the locations and write a movie around it. Oh, oh my, my God, Jesus. that that is yeah. uh, that's amazing. So it was yeah. a movie based on preset locations, based on the locations, and then yeah. And if you're wondering why some Hollywood movies suck, you guys, <laughs> I don't know, maybe yeah, they, look too <laughs> they tell you to write to scenery. That might be it. Well, <laughs> well, in the quarantine time, obviously you're always working and you're and you're promoting this, which which is actually a wonderful thing to have this out and available for people who are starving for entertainment. It's great. But I, does it give you extra time to write, to to explore other stuff? Boy, I would love to say that I thought the quarantine would give me time to write. And I think, like, the first couple days, I was like, wow, I'm a novelist. I'm a screenwriter. <laughs> this is going to be my golden era. Yeah. I haven't done crap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank been, you. I've been, polished, I've been polishing the light bulbs. I, re- I, every, I find every piece of dirt in the house. I clean out the inside of the Roomba. Mm-hmm. No. Well, not, well I, you I, played I, Felix Unger, so you you had that um, yeah. 
you had that natural OCD sort of obsessive uh, cleaning thing. Does that actually, is that something that would be true to Thomas Lennon as well? Ooh, guys, if you go to my Instagram, which is Thomas Patrick Lennon, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of recent videos I've put up. One was about taking apart my brass doorknob in the front of the house and steam cleaning the inside of it. Oh, oh shut my up! God. Oh, my God. I, uh, I show you one about how to iron your kilt with CBD oil. You did a pretty great uh, Joe Exotic, though, uh, Thomas. I, I really enjoyed the dance. That was impressive. On Colbert, Thank yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, well, I did the Colbert show, and then if you go to my TikTok, you know, it's actually one of the executives at Quibi, who was actually the president of MTV, a really cool guy for many years, always supported the state and Viva Variety. He was like... Uh, Hey, you know what you should do? You should do a TikTok where Dangle dances against Joe Exotic. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, I am an actor with integrity. I am a novelist. I am not going to. And then, like, a few minutes later, I was like, you know what? Dang it. That's a really, really good idea. Yeah, you that. can't deny that. So about an hour later, I'm in the outfits in my backyard doing the, wow, you can really dance. <laughs> As those two guys. <laughs> you listen. If you haven't seen it, it'll it'll brighten your day. You are an outstanding Joe Exotic. Um, so, uh, did you hear that uh, they're talking about Nicolas Cage playing him I in heard, a movie? I heard. I heard. And what can I say? Uh, you know, the life of an actor is always hearing about who got that role that you were perfect. There you for. Yes. You know, yeah. That's, that's right. part of the territory. Mm-hmm. So what can I say except mazel, bro, mazel. <laughs> uh, I wish him the best. You know, I will say also it's a double black diamond. Sometimes you see you see people doing stuff that, it, you know. The trick about Jordan was he didn't make basketball look hard. He made it look easy. There you go. I got to say, yep. my Joe Exotic, I'm making it look pretty easy. Yep, <laughs> yep. I, uh, that's probably what gave Nicolas Cage the confidence that he could handle the role, but little does he know the pitfalls. Yeah. Uh, I know. But th- here's the thing. I got less overhead. They <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need to consider that. Uh, if you're just well, tuning I'm, in, it's it's Thomas <laughs> Lennon. I'm going to reset here. Uh, Lieutenant Dangle, uh, who is, of course, from Reno 911, which is available on Quibi. Uh, today and uh, a couple of texts coming in. One no, one says, and you'll love this, Thomas. Rebound is a great movie. <laughs> All right, well, so somebody you. like that. And then another thank one you. says, uh, "Wait, I know this voice. This is the guy that kisses Paul Rudd." Uh, <laughs> and I love you, man. And it, my my most quoted line: "You're a whore, Peter. You're a whore, Peter." <laughs> which yep. I, I love it. I've and no, I have no idea why, but that is the big one. I did want to ask you about that scene where yeah. you guys kiss, and I know we've asked you about it before, but there's there's something that that I love about that is you plant one on him. It's a big one, and then yep. you kind of pause, and then you give him a little peck after that. I um, go back in just to like I kind of put a little dot, like a little exclamation yeah, point, little on. button yeah. on that. And, <laughs> yeah. and was that was that planned, or did you throw that in at the moment? Oh God, I don't know. I might have told you guys the story before, but okay. so it's a little. Uh, uh, I'm not super proud of it. So uh, <laughs> we'll take it. Sorry. <laughs> so my wife, my wife, uh, like I'm cast in the movie, and it's John Hamburg, who is actually an old friend, and I, I, I love him, and he's. A, well, I mean, he's done Meet the Parents. He's a huge comedy guy. <clears throat> and he's like, uh, I want you to play uh, the the weird the weird dude who goes to dinner with Rudd, and he thinks he's his bro, but then he kisses him, and you're like, oh, like I was like, okay, that's I, I get it, that's a funny sketch. Um, now I didn't tell my wife what I was playing in the movie or what I was doing in the movie at all. I just was like, oh, I'm going to be in the movie with Rudd, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So we filmed that scene only about six blocks from my house in Los Angeles at a restaurant called Jar. Okay. Uh, 
And that night that we were filming, uh, my wife took our dog, Lilo, a little terrier we had for a walk, and she came down the street to see what we were filming, giant sleep lights, and it's me and Paul Rudd kissing on, on Beverly Boulevard. And I, I kind of just catch her out of the corner of my eye, and I look over and I see the look on her face. And then, and then all this stuff rushes through my head like, okay, well, why didn't I tell her this? Right, yeah. Why not? Why did I keep this a secret? This is too. I should have just said next time, guys. Just stay when you're going to have a kissing scene with Paul Rudd. Yeah. Just tell the wife in advance, because otherwise she thinks like, "Is this your new thing that you're into?" Right, well, right. there's 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 no way to back out of that. So the only thing to do yeah. at that point would just to be falsely claim that you're gay, because it's better yeah. easier to move forward that way. What what? There was no other. There's no other workaround. <laughs> because all the signs are there that you wanted to yeah. hide this from her. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, why did I keep it? I kept it so quiet. It was so strange, yeah. Anyway, it was uh, also Hamburg made us do that. I don't know why that the funny one is in the movie, but Hamburg loves to overshoot. Yeah. So we certainly, we certainly <laughs> shot the kids for way too long. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hey, another text that came in, uh, Thomas, it says, just finished the audio book for Ronan Boyle, and uh, Tom narrates it, and uh, it's fantastic. He says, and I'm a 37-year-old man. Um, oh, so- that is so sweet. I, I love listening to audiobooks. Uh, it's become, uh, in the past couple of years, it's become my, my main way to, uh, you know, to, to get the time to, to have time to actually, I, and I do consider it reading a book, but, but in order 100%. to digest the material, I, I like to listen to audiobooks now. And I've really become a fan of the people who can pull it off and yeah. do a really good job of it. Um, have, have you done other books than this one? Uh, and if, and if yeah, so, are you, are you doing, are you changing character voices and so on? So this is what's well, interesting. I, uh, you know, I'd always appreciated audiobooks and, and really enjoyed them. I listened to, I think, like the Harry Potter series. And then I wrote, you know, Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles, Ronan Boyle, Swamp of Certain Death, the first two books. And I went in on the first day to do the audiobook. And, you know, there's like, I'm probably in each book doing 20 voices, maybe 30 or 40 in the second book, The Swamp of Certain Death. Wow. And I, I walked in, you know, it's all, it's just all these character voices of like Irish uh, creatures because it's set in the land of like Irish mythology. If, right. you, if you haven't checked them out, I'm super proud of the Ronan Boyle series. It's like, I hope the thing that I'm remembered for other than the shorts. Um, <laughs> other than the, the shorts. So for the first Ronan Boyle audiobook, I went into the studio to, to do the recording and the woman uh, who was engineering and directing me had a chair set up by the stand with the, you know, with the book on it. And I was like, um, you know, I do a lot of voiceovers and stuff. Uh, I don't think there's any a universe where I'm going to sit in a chair. Thank you very much. I'm going to be on my feet, acting my heart out. And about 90 minutes in, when I realized, if you're recording an audiobook, you never stop until you make a mistake. Yeah. And when you make a mistake, they stop for 10 seconds for you to find your place again. That's it. Wow. And so by about the middle of the first day, I was like, I was sitting in that chair and basically crying because I had no idea how hard it was going to be. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, it's I used to, yeah. and I was for the longest time. I thought this is a cheat, this isn't reading, and then I'm like, I am missing so many great because I don't have the time to consume the stuff. And then I, I, I'll do a lot of uh, history and, and nonfiction, and 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 then it's it's become such a uh, such an addiction that I'll sample the narration on the Audible page and it's. Oh, I hate this guy. You know <laughs> because... what? It's got to be great. It's got to be great. Yes. I, I mean, I, I feel like I did. A, I, I hope people will feel like I did a decent job with the Ronan Boyle series because uh, I hope so because it's pretty close to home. Mm-hmm. But I am not to, I don't want to rag on it, but 
I was like, oh, I really, my son's into creepy stuff and weird things. And I was like, I got to play you Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> and I, I turned it on, and I don't know who does the book, but the guy talking like a beast. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sort of like a book being read to you by Count Chocula. <laughs> Hello, I'm Count Chocula. <laughs> like, that just kills it. Like, Come on, bro. No, it's got to be, it's got to be. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, the, the Ronan Boy audiobooks, you get to hear me do. Dozens and dozens and dozens of voices. You also get to hear me play an Irish banjo in the background. There's a skill. That's pretty cool. Uh, Let me ask you. You can make no money with. Yeah. (laughs) You can make no money with. I think we asked you last time, and I have to be honest, I forgot the answer, but has this been optioned in any way for uh, uh, a Uh, film treatment? uh, There's good news coming on that front that I'm I'm sworn to secrecy about for the the moment. All right. uh, All right. There are big things in the works. Well, we love that. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Thomas, we'll make sure everybody's aware that uh, the new season of Reno 911 in very small segments uh, available to stream on uh, Quibi, and that is today. So when this is all over, we got to have you back. By the way, have you made any banana bread since you've been uh, in quarantine? Uh, no, but my wife keeps uh, my wife keeps experimenting with new kinds of bread. Every time I walk in the kitchen, it's like a weird laboratory of like a, a weird wet towel with something I'm about to throw away. And she's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's sourdough probably. Yeah, yeah a lot of times. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but banana bread has become the default bread of the pandemic. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We keep checking with everybody to see who all's making banana bread. Um, uh, but listen, Thomas, yeah, we'll make sure everybody's checking out to Reno 911. We certainly will. And uh, hopefully we will see you in a more normal time very, very soon. All right? Uh, I've been doing morning radio shows since 1992. And uh, yours is the best one by oh. leaps and bounds. It's oh. a factor that you can't even measure. Oh, Thanks, man, Thomas. we love that. Thank Thanks, you so Thomas. Much. We're a huge fan of yours. Thanks really so much. appreciate you guys. You got it. Thomas yeah. Lennon, guys. Take care, man. Oh, he's such awesome. a nice guy. He's awesome. He's hilarious too, and he writes tons of stuff. So he, he's just he does. a talented guy. Uh, honestly, did not know about the Starsky and Hutch thing. I only, no, I, 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 oh. I, he, he. So a, a large portion of the script, he wasn't just punching it up. Awesome, great movie. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Comedian Mark Norman will be on uh, the show to talk about his new comedy special. <laughs> which is called Out to Lunch. And uh, speaking of lunch, thank you again to uh, Kasha's Bakery in Delhi and Marinucci's in Northeast Philly for stopping by the friends at uh, Dietz and Watson. Marinucci's uh, Feeding Philly uh, for almost 30 years. Stop by their, their Northeast Philly locations for the Addy's Hot Chicken Hoagie, Dietz and Watson Southern Fried Chicken, Buffalo Wing Cheddar Cheese, Sriracha. Wow! Yeah, that guy's screaming about it. Uh, and on a cedar roll, lettuce, tomato, and onion. RealPhillyDeli.com. We'll be back in a moment. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops, with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Our next guest has got what is uh, deemed his hot new comedy spesh. It's so variety. <laughs> it's called it's called Out to Lunch and it's available now. And it's on his YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash Mark Norman. Let's get his ass on the phone. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, please welcome Mark Norman yeah. to the show. Hi, Mark. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good to be here. Good to have you, man. How you been? 
Oh, you know, the usual, a little hungover, a little gay. Uh, <laughs> Just a little. So what sh- What comes first? If, what what comes first, the hungover or the gay? Well, I think it's the chicken or the egg. But <laughs> the, uh, the gay comes, you know, I think you're born with that, and then the hangover you do to yourself. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Right. So so you're in Manhattan right now as as you speak? Yes, sir. I'm walking around Greenwich Village, uh, trying not to get yelled at by old ladies. Are you wearing your mask? I am. I am. I'm in full blackface, so I've gone all the way. Wow. wow. <laughs> that that could be problematic, Mark. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't be too careful. You know? and, and if you're wearing blackface, nobody messes with you. Right. you got to go all in. So it's part right. of the deal. <laughs> so you, exactly. you took the you – uh, you decided to um, – to to not accept the offers from Netflix and all these other places, and you went your own route. You put your special up on your own YouTube. Um, Quite the contrary. They uh, I I tried to sell it to them. They all said no, and uh, this was my last resort. Oh, okay. Well, listen. <laughs> I, I was going to try to paint a better picture of that, but your your candor is appreciated. Mark, your honesty is one of my yeah. favorite uh, things about you. Hey, no, no, no problem. I just uh, want to keep it real with you, dudes. <laughs> Well, we appreciate that, but the thing is, and the uh, uh, incontrovertible fact is that you're you're a very very funny guy, and yep. the, the special I'm going to say without even having seen it deserves to be seen. Oh, hey, I appreciate it. Well, I, I've run it in your fair city a million times. It's a tight hour. It's uh, got a zillion zingers in it, and it's got a fun ending. I think it's I think you'll enjoy it if you watch it. It's free, and it's uh, it's tested on the road for years so it there you, works there you go well listen i i'm i'm very excited about this i think you're you're one of my top five favorite comedians that's performing today and oh. so so and, I, and i've honestly i've been waiting for your hour-long special for a long time and and no matter where it would have put, been put out if i would have had to pay paid for it i would have done that because i i literally have been waiting uh for months and months for this thing to come out now i i um i foresee a lot of success with this. You know, uh, obviously, Sam Morrill, uh, he had done something similar just a couple of months back. And, and it worked. It worked. I mean, we're yeah. talking millions and millions and millions of views. So um, Exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> this is probably, I don't even know if this is a, a good question to ask somebody, but is there a way to monetize this uh, if, if it does end up having millions and millions of views? Sure. Well, first, I want to say I appreciate the uh, the nice words, and uh, I wish you were my dad. And also, uh, secondly, yeah, there is a way, and, and I think this is the new normal. Like, you got guys like Sam Marilla, you got your Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz is putting out these news pieces that do better than The Tonight Show on YouTube. It's, it's, and- it's crazy how many, the audiences that are available, uh, you know, because, again, the way this comedy is consumed and all that stuff is shifting so what do you exactly. have in mind what's part of the of the mark norman master plan to monetize this well the new the new era the new normal is to just build your own network like screw these hulus and amazons why am i trying to pitch to them i'll just have a youtube channel and have my own channel yeah i don't need to pitch or try to sell or win these guys over because let's face it the industry is pretty clueless i mean uh, they the comics and the audience that really know what's what, and the industry just kind of goes with what's hot right now, and then that can fizzle out in two seconds. So you got to just do it yourself, and 
It, it, Let them come to you. It gives you ownership, and it, you know, you know you always have an open uh, door here for us to uh, to promote stuff you have uh, you have working. So uh, you know, uh, and again, so uh, as you've said, you've been refining and working on this material for a long time, and it's ready to go. Now, in your quarantine scenario, does that give you time to work on new material, or is that even possible when you can't test it in front of an audience? It's it's pretty tough. It's uh, it's not easy. I'm writing a ton, but I just tweeted out because I'm so lonely. I'm jonesing for any kind of reaction. <laughs> right. I tweeted, and I get one favorite on there, and I started rubbing one out. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're feeling. Talking, you're talking to a guy with 13 years of stay every night for the thir- last 13 years. I'm on the road. I'm in New York. I'm doing sets. I've been doing multiple sets a night. And then it went to zero. You know, I'm like a like a sex addict who, who can't get it up. Yeah, no, that and we've talked to so many comedians. I, I mean, and it, the, the entire industry on that level came to a screeching halt. You turned around and it was and and dates were just wiped off the face of the earth. Are do you what in, in your in your in your day planner, if that even exists anymore? Uh, <laughs> what is a projected? Do you have any projected? dates in the future that you're hoping we'll see. I know you're supposed to be here in the end of June, but hopefully we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I have a, I had a ton of dates, and I had to move those, all the Aprils and the Mays and the Junes. I had to move all those to the Christmas time or, or even January. So everything just kind of got pushed back. And I got to tell you, when we all come back, these comics are going to be flubbing and flipping and flopping, and we're going to be a – we're all going to be like a like, – Frank Geraldo in the last days. Oh, my God. Dude. You know what, though? And I'm sure you'll agree, Mark. If you can have the the Greg Geraldo wit when you're all sloppy, then it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah, he's brilliant. One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be a mess and rusty. I forget who we were talking to that said you're going to see, you know, a top-level comedians playing the Ohio, you know, Chicken Festival or whatever. (laughs) Everyone's going to be looking for, for gigs. Yeah. Um, I think it was Roy Wood Jr. said that he all the comics are going to go down a tier. Like the arena guys are going to go to theaters because they need to work out. The theater guys are going to go to clubs because they need to work out. So the club guys like me are going to have to go back to the uh, the gay bars. And the problems, <laughs> I guess. Right. Well, listen, that'll be your opportunity, and and you you may become what Bette Midler Bette Midler became to the gay audience. That could be your thing. You could get that. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll send me photos of it. <laughs> Very loyal audience. I wanted to ask you because I see it listed here uh, that apparently there is this um, this George Carlin tribute that's taking place. Is that today? Today is his birthday, so yeah, that that went out, I believe. A bunch of comics made videos and sent them in, and I think they made a little compilation. Are you part of that as well? I assume you are, yes? I am, I am. I'm a huge fan, and my special came out today, so that's his birthday, and so uh, yeah, I'm I'm involved. Carlin is um, just absolutely one of the best. I remember getting that that Class Clown album, the record, when you know that was the thing years ago, yeah. and thinking. I you know this is this is another level. I'd never heard you know that kind of, of of sharp wit and that kind of presentation. And and he he kept that all the way through. He he never relinquished. He never softened. He just he went at it full bore. Uh, what, oh yeah. What's your what's your take on him? Even the these many years after his passing. I mean, I think he's uh, one of the best. Still, everything I I cover, everything I see a young comic doing, I go ah, Carlin did that twenty years ago. He. He got in there and he, he mined every observation and every word and every uh, just uh, everyday life thing we do. And 
I, it's weird because he doesn't get his due. I mean, everybody says prior, prior. But I feel like Carlin, first of all, he's got 14 specials. Yeah. He's got observational. He's dirty. He's, he's one linery. He could do He had every discipline of comedy mastered. And he was saying stuff. He, like, he said everything about PC back in the 90s. And, and look, it's, it's still true today, you know? Yeah. And it gets it, a lot of times it's wild to see something that is a current day issue. And here comes, a, you know, a clip from a Carlin bit from 20 years ago that is absolutely relevant to what's happening right now. He had that kind of mind. I know. I know he was ahead of his time, and he was a cokehead and a lunatic and a workhorse. But uh, we're better off for it. I feel bad. He dropped dead at 72. But uh, man, I can't imagine if he was around now. The things he'd be saying about politics and social media and all that. It'd be yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, well, you with social media, is it, is it, is it, um, you know, is, is a double-edged sword? I mean. Oh, it's brutal. I hate it. I mean, <laughs> you need it, but uh, it's like, a, it's like your genitals, you know, they, they, they drive you crazy, but you, you, you get some joy out of it every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you true. <laughs> like your genitals. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I opened for Seinfeld and. He was like, "What are you doing over there?" I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting. I'm putting out an Instagram post." He's like, "Why? Just, just hang out." I'm like, "This is part of it now. You're 98 years old. You're out of the loop. This <laughs> is what we got to do." Well, yeah, I mean, he's also he is insanely rich, and yeah. you know, and has so, a collection so, of Porsches. Uh, yeah, and right. has all that sort of stuff. And you still are, you know, you're you're, you're plugging away and and you're you know carving out. Um, you're one pandemic away from gay clubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, listen, you um you had sort of that that papal blessing from from jerry seinfeld and that's got to be great because listen he, he is like almost 100 percent clean and you have a clean image but your act is not clean whatsoever and 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 he doesn't <laughs> mind that at all though does he he just likes jokes he likes comedy it could be sarah silverman it could be sam kennison it could be richard pryor he's obsessed with just good jokes you know, he, he is because it. because he, again, on people think he, he shuns blue material, but one of his favorites is Norm MacDonald as well. Okay. And Norm, right. Norm curses like crazy. Mm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but it, it's, it's again, it's well-written comedy. That's what you, you do, Mark, and that's why he appreciates it. Yeah, and I actually, I was watching his uh, special on Netflix the other day, and, and he had used a couple of words that I was like, oh, my God, Jerry Seinfeld just said bitch. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah. He, he I did that whole C-word rant. <laughs> he did not do that. <laughs> Uh, but you know, you know what I love about your comedy, Mark, is, listen, it's sharp, but I don't think that there are jokes that you say that, that anybody can they're, – they're funny because the way you say them and, and your delivery. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I, I'm trying to have my own cadence, and every, every you know, decent comic has their own voice and POV. Yeah, so I appreciate it that you say that because I'm I'm definitely trying to have that. Yeah, it's and, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get that a lot of times because there there, there are a lot of um, again we've talked about it, Casey, uh, with a number of comedians and Mark. This is something that comes up a lot. Is that is that it's always interesting to find out when a comedian realizes their voice on stage, uh, you know, right. because it's a hard thing to get. It's true. It's the weirdest thing because it's your voice and yet you still have to find it. It's yeah. so tricky. And then even if you look for it, it just has to happen naturally and organically. And it, it takes forever. And then one day you just go, Oh crap, it's here. Look at that. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And, and one of the last times we had you in studio, I was asking you about, um, you know, the way you interact with the audience, because you'll, you'll have a comeback line. And so you'll ask the audience a, a question 
and they'll come back w- with a response. And so I asked you, I said, well, what if they, instead of saying yes, what if they say no? And you you, <laughs> you have a response for that, which, you know, I, I think obviously is, is, is how sharp you need to be. Uh, and you need to be able to sort of, I guess, turn on a dime whenever you're performing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just years and years of club work and trying it this way, trying it that way, trial and error, hating myself, low self-esteem, <laughs> assuming they hate me. So, uh, yeah, you got to figure out a way to get that laugh no matter what they say. So I, I need to ask you, so obviously you're, you're, you're in sort of a hot zone and so on and so forth, and, and you're, you, know, you, you talk about the isolation. Uh, is it something that you take to? As far as I know, you say you want to be back out on the road and working, but outside of work, are you a, a gregarious kind of guy or are you a bit of a homebody? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I like to, you know, get sloppy and live it up. And but I, I gotta, I, I, I just like the road. I like moving around. I can't yeah. stay still. I, I am an introvert, but I, I like getting out and getting shaken and getting things done, being productive. Plus, I got a tiny apartment with a plus size girlfriend here. She's a <laughs> rascal. So uh, she's hogging all the, the square footage. <laughs> she's eating up all the square footage. You can't have that. No, no, I got nowhere to go, and she's got the CPAP machine, and seamless orders are piling up to the whole thing. So So much of that is true. Mark, are are we talking TLC series big, or are we talking just softic? Uh, we're, we're talking the the mom and Gilbert Grape. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> wow. So you're going to have to burn your whole apartment building down is what you're saying then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. This is, she's, she's, she's eating Corona. And <laughs> she actually eats Corona. Wow, that is amazing. Uh-huh. Well, whatever works. It's a new diet. <laughs> You lose weight through deprivation of oxygen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so in addition to your special that you have coming out today that's available now on YouTube, um, you're also doing, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, can you tell us about the Coast to Coast Roast uh, with uh, Joe List, who I actually am, am really starting to enjoy as well? Yeah, Joe List is a killer. Check him out. We actually have a podcast together. Uh, but the Coast to Coast Roast is something Mark Grossman of Helium, yes. the owner, he's got a helium in every city you can you could name in this country. And uh, it was a great idea because sports are out, live comedy's out, so why not kind of combine them? Everybody loves the roast. So we got, you know, Philly versus Denver versus San Francisco versus L.A., and they just go at it with about five jokes each. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every week, two shows a night, and the winner takes all. Yeah, the, the, you know, we, we mentioned Greg Giraldo. Uh, you mentioned him, and, and uh, when it, <laughs> you know, Jeff Ross is obviously he's he's you know praise is lavished on him, but Greg Giraldo, when he was on his game and doing these roasts, and many of these roasts he didn't. It was the Comedy Central run, which a lot of times the people didn't even know the people they were roasting, but he would always bring his A game. One of the best. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Is, you know, I know. There's an art to it, and, and and people appreciate it. I know you do. When it's done right, there's nothing better. Oh, he had some of the best ones uh, I'll never forget. Uh, we used to all sit around and watch those because they would always put him first because he was the best. Yeah. And you could just watch that and then turn it off. But uh, he had one on Ralphie May, large <laughs> man. He said, Ralphie May, you're the only guy who watches a porno. And finishes when the guy delivers the pizza. <laughs> 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 that's, that's excellent. That's great. <laughs> Another one that I loved was um, 
about Patrice O'Neal is that, you know, when people saw Patrice, they thought, what the hell is Mike Tyson's mom doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good, good stuff. So, well, it's it's good to hear that you're, you're you know, you're busy. Obviously, yeah. the, the ability, again, people are sopping up. You know, television viewership's up like, what, 500% or whatever the hell it is. And people looking for stuff to watch. So this is available now. Your special. 9 uh, o'clock, actually. 9 o'clock tonight. Again. 9 o'clock tonight. And, and by to the lunch. way, Mark, with that on, on your YouTube uh, channel, is what what else do you, uh, besides your new special, what else do you feature on there? Oh, I got all kinds of goodies. I've got every late night set. That's Conan's and Tonight Shows. I've got... Uh, Old stuff, old old sets. I've got just jokes about me. I did a coronavirus thing where I went around New York City right when it hit, and I would interview people, like man on the street stuff, and that did pretty well. Okay. So I've got all kind. It's all comedy. It's all fun, and it's all up there. All so right. we, we can help Mark Norman go around the system and say <laughs> F you to the man and get this up and running, and you become a, a, a media giant in your own right. There you go. Build your own network. Build your own platform. Screw the gatekeepers and praise Allah. <laughs> All right. It's YouTube.com. He's also a Muslim. Slash Mark Norman. It's good to talk to you, friend. Hopefully we'll see you here soon, okay? You too, guys. You guys are the best in the biz. Thanks, oh, man. Thanks, Appreciate man. it. Mark Norman, guys. Yay! Oh, my God. He's he's hilarious. But he's got, Plus that's him. That, woman. That's really him. I mean, that's yeah. that's the cool thing. He's, he's true to himself, and that's that's funny. All right, let's get into uh, Bizarre Foul, because it's time. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by your local Leeds and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local business, realphillydeli.com. Deets and Watson, it's family thing since 1939. We actually have uh, Kasha's Bakery and Deli, uh, who dropped off food, and Marinucci's in Northeast Philly this morning. Deets and Watson Delis. All right, uh, let's go with this. This actually happened. Uh, Europe, uh, UK police caught a suspect this week after an ill-timed fart revealed his hiding place. (laughs) (laughs) Police went to an address. They had a warrant. Officers chased one man into the woods in the dark, but another suspect was caught after police heard a noise believed to be the sound of someone breaking wind from a nearby bush. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's over in that direction. Gotcha! Uh, One of the pursuing officers, PC Fenton, uh, couldn't resist cracking a joke about the suspect's expense, or at the suspect's expense in a Facebook post. He said it was almost, I was almost out of wind running, but luckily the suspect still had some. So you're, there's a manhunt going on and you can't hold it in? I guess. He said, I heard him letting rip and followed the noises to a bush. Uh, another man was found hiding over there in a small space behind a fireplace uh, at the original address. Uh, police say a 35-year-old man was arrested after failing to appear at a court, at, at court, and a 30-year-old man was arrested in relation to other matters. So mm. the fart that was his undoing. Two men were arrested after they were flipping tables over at an Applebee's when the bar manager announced it was last call for alcohol. <laughs> uh, Dar- when was this? Derringer Barton is 23. This is in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Derringer Barton is 23 and Blakely Marsh, 21. Uh, they were arrested in the parking lot of the Applebee's. 
Officers arrived after receiving calls about customers flipping tables over. Table flip inside! When officers pulled into the parking lot, they saw a man later identified as Marsh getting in a black pickup truck and employees chasing him and pointing at the truck. Officers pulled over the truck outside the restaurant and spoke with Barton, who was driving. Report said Barton was asked to get out of the truck and appeared to be unsteady and have bloodshot eyes and slurred speech. He allegedly told officers he had drank three beers and had been attempting to drive across the road to another parking lot. Uh-huh. Uh, officers reported that Barton said he did not think that he was sober enough to drive and he performed poorly on the sobriety test. He was placed under arrest and Marsh was placed under arrest for public intoxication. Uh, this is just, come on, man. Uh, Amanda Hill. And her family went to the Houston National Cemetery on Sunday to watch the Lone Star Flight Museum flyover commemorating the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II in Europe. Uh, They planned to watch it standing near the grave of her grandparents, Robert Eugene Marsh and his wife, Ruth, who were laid to rest in the ceremony. Uh, Marsh was a first lieutenant in the Air Force Uh, for them. And many other people uh, who were at the cemetery was a tribute to the veterans and a chance to visit graves of loved ones. Instead... Some people were witness to a bizarre incident that outraged the family. Amanda said a woman driving a red minivan was in a hurry to leave as soon as the flyover ended. She said she tried to back up and then went up on the curb on the section where my grandparents are buried. The woman couldn't even get around some cars and she started running over the graves. So she was driving over grave sites. Yeah. Hill said in all, the driver got to get around the traffic jam three times she went over dozens of graves by the time she finished. By then, onlookers were yelling at her to stop it. And 19-year-old Jeremiah Johnson was recording it on his cell phone and said, I was shocked and never would have expected that to happen. This is Houston, and there are crazy drivers, but I never would have expected to see them going through the cemetery, especially when everyone was there to pay their respects during a patriotic flyover. Hill said the driver's widow, or window I'm sorry, was down. She heard us yelling at her to stop, and she kept doing it. My mother approached the van, and the driver told her that she, that she had to get out. Uh, when the van was heading toward the grave of Lieutenant Marsh, his family drew the line in the sand, so to speak, and tried to block the woman from going further. She said, my mom stood in front of the van and finally had to jump out of the way because she was going to hit her. Huh. It did, however, spare Marsh's grave marker from being run over. Uh, the woman finally got out of the cemetery, but not before being caught on video. They said she knew she was being photographed, but she didn't care. Uh, the woman behind the wheel has not been identified at this time. They don't know who it was. She's oh, they got the they got the tag right. Driving over graves. I don't. I don't know. Hopefully they they do. All right. Uh, one last story, and we will wrap it up here. A Dover woman. Uh, this is Dover, New Hampshire, by the way. Uh, was arrested after being clocked driving 111 miles per hour shortly after being pulled over earlier that day for speeding. Nicole George was charged with reckless operation after the second stop where a state trooper clocked her doing 111 in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. Uh, She was initially stopped for driving 90 in a 50 uh, just after noon on Saturday in a gray Honda Pilot. I can do better. And then about 13 minutes later, another troop, Got her doing 111 miles per hour. Do you think she was laboring under that misconception that if you get arrested once for um, speed, you know, a lot of people believe maybe because they get al- a ticket. They also found 40 grams of heroin and fentanyl in a small and a small yeah. amount of methamphetamine. That's probably part of it in her possession. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. But listen, every day, and I mean every day, when I'm digging for bizarre file stories, there are. Crazy speeding stories. Well, that's the new norm now. It is. It is. Yeah, people are doing. Triple digits constantly. Yeah. So, 
All right. Um, let's give away a case of beer. I have uh, a case of Sly Fox's Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale. Wow. For caller 15 at 215-263-WMMR. It is a refreshing, unfiltered wheat beer brewed with real lemon. And $1 from every case sold benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer. Uh, you can also order your favorite bites and brews at slyfoxbeer.com. And it's available for pickup at Sly Fox locations. 215-263-WMMR. We'll come back with Lesson Question Trash. Music news. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer is giving a portion of all Gold Roses sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for essential health care workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question. And we are going to give away a $50 Lee's Hoagie's uh, house gift card. Lee's Hoagie house gift card. Uh, question I have for you this morning is, it was so hot in Los Angeles, <laughs> Billie Eilish's stalker saw what kind of animal trying to buy an air conditioner in Sears? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. It was so hot in Los Angeles, Billie Eilish's stalker saw what kind of animal trying to buy an air conditioner in Sears? Were you listening? Do you know the answer? You should call 215-263-WMMR. And while you're doing that, we're doing this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All A.D. Moyer uh, showrooms are open, serving your building material and hardware needs. Let's get Pennsylvania contractors back to work, providing for their families. ADMoyer.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Harry Styles is jumping into the personal smell candle market started by Gwyneth Paltrow. Styles says his new candle catches his darker side and is called My Butthole. (laughs) Wow. (gasps) Netflix announcing that a documentary about Siegfried and Roy could be their next Tiger King series. However, there's a fear that after Joe Exotic, the story of two gay Germans who perform magic in sequin jumpsuits until one gets his throat ripped out by an albino tiger... Is too boring. Mm. Hey! And finally, Queen Elizabeth announcing she will not be making any public appearances until the fall in light of the ongoing corona pandemic. The next time we will see the Queen will be in October at the O2 Arena for her first CrossFit competition. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, to the phones we go. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, It was so hot in Los Angeles, Billie Eilish's stalker saw what kind of animal... Trying to buy an air conditioner at Sears, and I will go to Clay for the answer. Hey, Clay. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, Clay. What kind of animal is buying a an air conditioner at Sears? That was an iguana. An iguana. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, Clay. For you, we have a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift card, and Lee's Hoagie House has been serving up the best cheesesteaks and hoagies in the area since 1953. Uh, Lee's is open for pickup or delivery for lunch and dinner, and you can find Lee's, the Lee's closest to you, at leeshoagiehouse.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And my testicles black. <laughs> Brought to you this morning by uh, John. No, it's not. John Wick? Nice. <laughs> By leukemia, uh, the leukemia lymph. Who is who's filling these things out now? Who's doing this? John, that bastard. Oh, John Wick. Uh, 
Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Okay. Join Nick McElwain and Team Luke Beasley Media as they step up to take cancer down by participating in the LLS Big Virtual Climb on June 13th. Oh, this is cool. Uh, yes. So it was the actual one was scheduled and the virtual climb. I love this. So you can visit bigclimb.org slash Philly to register today, by the way. Very right. nice. Uh, Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl says the band's new album is, quote, like our David Bowie's Let's Dance record. He said it's filled with these anthemic, huge, sing-along rock songs. It's almost like a dance record in a weird, in a weird way, not an EDM, disco, modern dance record. It's got groove, man, to me. Yeah, it's, man. It's like our David Bowie's Let's Dance record. And that's what we wanted to make because we were like, let's make this really up fun record. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Most of the time, what do we hear, Steve? When a, when a band says... It's darker. Yeah, it's going to be darker, we're heavier. going to a darker place, mm-hmm. heavier. Yeah. Darker. These guys are going for up and fun. I like that. If you can do that and pull that off, uh, you know, there have been positive, upbeat albums that I adore. I tend to like things that are a little bit more emotional. But, yeah, you get something that's positive. Like we talk about the Killers. The Killers can crank out positive music. The Killers. That's awesome. Black Keys. And I'm not necessarily saying lyrically, but no. just uh, tone-wise. Yeah. And, and so, yes, I, I appreciate music like that. Uh, the title and the release date of the new Foos album has yet to be announced pending the return of normal life. Weezer does a good job of that, too. Yes. Uh, in the wake of the current coronavirus pandemic, the band has already put its uh, spring and summer tours uh, plans on hold, uh, including <clears throat> a festival on the in the deep. What the hell is in in the Washington D.C. area? On just, it's just little words are that, stupid. Well, they're just incorrect. Uh, anyway, uh, on July fourth, celebrate the band's twenty fifth anniversary. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sick of it. Uh, the guitar that uh, late Kurt Cobain played on Nirvana's iconic MTV Unplugged performance the, in 1993 is going up for auction next month through Julian's Auctions. Uh, the 1959 Martin D-18E guitar comes complete with case and is expected to fetch around a million bucks. A million dollars. Yeah. Your, one of your old drum kits went for, at most, a quarter of a million. Quarter million. <laughs> That's all I'm worth. Uh, Darren Julian, president and CEO of the auction house, said in a statement, this is important guitar, has earned its rightful place in rock and roll history as the instrument played by one of rock's most influential musicians and icons and one of the greatest, most memorable live performances of all time. Uh, the legendary act was previously owned by Kurt's daughter, Frances Bean, who lost it in a divorce settlement with her ex-husband, Isaiah Silva, in 2018. Silva claimed... Uh, that it was gifted to him by Francis as a wedding president, and she reportedly decided to part with it to avoid any further legal battles with him. Uh, the auction will take place in Beverly Hills, and it's on June 19th and 20th. Uh, yeah, that, I remember that whole story, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what what was happening there. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was her dad. Uh-huh. So I don't know if she legitimately said at some point, this is yours, this is a gift to you, you own it flat out. If that's the case, then he had the rights to it. But I mean, still, it was her dad. Yeah, yeah, but she gave it to him. Yeah. Uh, So the cardigan that he wore, that famous green cardigan in the MTV Unplugged taping, uh, sold for $334,000 last year. Wow. Uh, A wedding cake topper purportedly featuring the real hair of Slash is being auctioned on eBay. You don't put hair on a cake. You put it on the topper. 
Uh, the topper was apparently created for the guitarist's 2001 wedding uh, to Perla Farrar. So I guess it looked like him and used oh, his real hair. okay. Still, I don't like hair over my cake. And was originally <laughs> auctioned off by Julian's auctions after the pair divorce in 2018. Yes, hair in your cake is disgusting. I don't like it. <clears throat> it's uh, now being offered on eBay by user Hayden Galleries. Uh, as a fixed price, buy it now, listing $3,000, complete with leather of authenticity. So look for a Guns N' Roses fan, that's a big collectible. <laughs> a weird little keepsake, yeah, keepsake, yes. And then one last thing, Billy Joel, Sting, and Bon Jovi represented the rock community last night during the citywide virtual telethon called Rise Up New York, hosted by Tina Fey, and featured appearances by Robert De Niro, Mariah Carey, and Jennifer Lopez, among others. Uh, the fundraiser raked in over $115 million for Robin Hood, which is New York's largest poverty-fighting organization. $115 mil. Yeah, That's sizable. Uh, John Bon Jovi with, uh, or the band, I'm sorry, the whole band, with each of its uh, members performing remotely, uh, turned his 2000 anthem, It's My Life, into a somber, reflective ballad touching upon the sadness and heroics of our times. Sting reused his Message in a Bottle home studio performance that he also offered up for Britain's charitable cancer organization, Maggie's. And as expected, Billy Joel stole the show with a home performance of his 1976 classic, Miami, 2017. Great song. Uh, seeing the lights go down on Broadway uh, with the Empire State Building pulsating in colors to the beat of the Piano Man's performance projected all over the jumbotrons in an all-but-empty Times Square. Uh, Billy altered his customary closing call to his audiences, don't take any S from anybody, by saying, stay safe, New York, please wear a mask. That way, you won't catch any S from anybody. So. He also advised that you poop in your backyard. Okay. Yeah. Like that six-year-old. Like that little six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. He was on to something. And yeah. that is what we have in the music news segment for you. It's liberating. Right. We're going to take a break. When we return, Pierre should be here with our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. And I'll remind you of what all that is. And don't forget, Lower Marion High School. You're up for coolest teacher. We need to hear who you want to vote for. Just text the word teacher to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Pearl Jam. Rival Sons. We move through the world like shooting stars across the sky. The Who, featuring from ashes to new. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. We are sharing this uh, Tuesday morning together. It's coming to a close for us. But uh, starting for some, those who are just joining, welcome to the party. We have uh, we have a whole day of programming set up for you. Pierre Robert will be in shortly uh, to handle the next phase of it. But I want to thank our guests from this morning for being on the program. Two really fun guys to talk to, man. Thomas Lennon. Yeah. From Reno 911, always great to talk to and uh, loaded a lot of praise on us. It was really nice. He didn't need to do that. No, he's a good dude. And he's, as you know, you forget just how connected and how good he is. I mean, Night at the Museum, that's his screenplay. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, you know, he's, he's an author. And obviously we heard uh, he had written most of Starsky and Hutch with his partner. I mean, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Yep. He's a funny guy, man. And he has, uh, well, he was, he was checking in to let us know that Reno 911 is now available on Quibi or Queeby. How do you say it? Quibi, I'm saying. Quib. Quibi sounds too much like Queefy and Quibi, I don't okay. like it. Uh, Quibi. Uh, so that is available now. And he said the, the, the segments are like 
six six minutes, minutes. Yeah. and they did like twenty five of them. Awesome. Uh, and also Mark Norman. Yeah. Mark Norman was on, and his new uh, comedy special, Out to Lunch, is available now on YouTube.com slash Mark Norman. He's putting it all out as his own stuff. He's You know what's great about him? Huh. He brings the ha-ha. He does bring he the did. ha-ha every time. Yeah. So one last thank you as well to Deets and Watson, our real Philly delis. Thank you to uh, Kasha's and Marinucci's for dropping off food this morning. You can get your takeout order today from your local Real Philly Deli and support local businesses. Uh, Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. So uh, go to com for all the information. It's cool to have them by. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. Uh, so I guess uh, Case. Yeah, I can do it, man. Qualified? Yeah, right, sure, bro. Let's do it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. E, as in everything. Okay. We have two letters, three more to go, and then we give away our <laughs> Pazik Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit from Landis Block. And you can see what it looks like on the contest page at WMMR.com. Landis Block. Uh, start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisVC.com. I checked it out. You're going to like it. Okay. Very cool stuff. Yeah, I got to remind myself to do that as soon as we are done here. I do want to take a look at that. Uh, let's see. And I guess we're finished. So I can uh, thank Great our job sponsors. today, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Well, yeah, well done. Well Good done. job. Man. You know, yeah. Social distance hug. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, get in here. Get in here. Uh, I want to thank uh, the PLCB, our sponsor today. And uh, they remind you to talk with your kids about alcohol early and often. Go to knowwhennowhow.org. I did it! Yay! 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 It's so hard to say properly. I did it. Thank I you, I did Kathy. it! Uh, tomorrow, hey, tomorrow's going to be a great day. Uh, first of all, it's Wednesday, so we go live on Fox Good Day, and that's always fun. We always have a secret text word. Uh, a, two good friends will be joining us. John Dornboss. Ah. Uh. And a guy, Casey, you had mentioned how uh, Mark Norman's in your top five. Tom, yeah. Tom Papa's in, like, my top three. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be joining us tomorrow. His last special, his yep. most recent special, I should say. It's great. Is so top-notch. Yep. All right, so that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Thank you to anybody who has the audacity to complain about restaurants not being able to fulfill Mother's Day orders. Mother's Day happens to be the busiest day of the year. Add a pandemic, and of course it's going to be a show. Please continue to support your local restaurants, because when we can finally go out, you won't be able to go to your favorite restaurant, Karen, because you made them go out of business when you bitch and complain about them all over Facebook. Next message. I made it to 33. Me. 33. Happy birthday to me for 33. Woo! Next message. If you people would just turn your clothes right side out, this laundry would take me half the time. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack! Sell them for less. Okay, if you thought dating before quarantine was tough... 
sister decided to take a shit in my backyard. And uh, I guess my son also did it. Well, my friends, things have gotten a lot weirder. I get on this Zoom date, right? And uh, it was just supposed to be me and her. But she's got three of her friends there, okay? The Second Date Update podcast giving you a front seat to all of the dating drama. You're going to love it. Download and listen today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.